Widener. But for some reason, everybody looks at W-I-D-N-E-R and their immediate thought is, Wagner. Yeah, Chris <laughs> yeah. Wagner. Like, are you illiterate? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Did you there isn't an A or a G in there. What do you think it says? Yeah. Wagner. My first name is bad, too. It's almost... <coughs> I don't know. It's not that uncommon of a name, but they don't want. They don't go to that. They go to all, every other C name that doesn't even make sense oh. before they land on that one. I thought you were going to talk about the mythical object. Clint, take out the N in his name. <laughs> Is it a mythical object? <laughs> I've That's never had joke. any problem That's finding the joke. it. <laughs> I, I actually have a funny story. Oh, do you? Which, uh, yeah. <laughs> about finding one or not being able to find one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't it, know. It, it, He's not even sure if he really did find it. Regarding a pastor, it. believe it or not. Oh, the pastor's in on it now too, huh? <laughs> oh shit, the church is involved. The church is always the involved. Church is involved. <laughs> did you see that Netflix documentary? Like something about the Mormon Church. A oh, par- murder, m- murder in the Mor- Did Mormons. Did you watch or it? It's like, like number two in America right now. No, I'm a- currently. I was watching the. Um, Disappearance of the Cecil Hotel. That, oh yeah, that's, that Japanese girl who uh, disappeared. Up, I just looked at it. Yesterday. I am not sold. Uh, th- so I'm a big conspiracy guy, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything other than this girl is bipolar, wasn't doing taking her meds right, and then had a manic episode and did something, fell into the tank and died. Or in all of her Tumblr posts, she was saying she wanted to try everything, and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody offered her some drugs. She tried them, and then she got whacked out and fell into a tank. It kept annoying me, though, because they were like, yeah, but when we got to the tank, the lid was closed. So how'd she do that? Yeah, but you interviewed the maintenance guy who said he was the one who found her. And then he went downstairs and told the lady, and then they called the police. So he probably closed it. (sighs) I was getting real annoyed. That'd be an incredible feat of strength, though. Even though she's small, they'd be carrying me around. Though she had to, they had to but, climb up a ladder too. Though I don't know about all that. She kept like looking, like she's like somebody just tried. But I guess you can Aww. do that if you're on drugs. Yeah, I can confirm you can do that yeah. on drugs. <laughs> you can do that from just lack of sleep too. Mm-hmm. So. Sleep deprivation for sure. Mm-hmm. But apparently, that whole Cecil Hotel place has got like a. Like, it's only ever been known for murders and suicides and, like, crazy shit oh, happening right. since the really? beginning. Since it's... It's a sleazy place. Yeah. Always- yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just, like, oh, okay, so since we're talking about haunted haunted places, I was about to say maybe it's, like, located on an ancient, like, burial site. But apparently Potato Creek Park is home to an old graveyard. It's yeah. That's where I, I live, right Right by there. Okay, so do you is this true? Is it known to be somewhat haunted? Because I was reading never some articles about people having weird, very weird experiences there. I, I would have to research it because I haven't heard it. But it's mostly a nighttime thing, I guess. Uh, and people have stayed at the cabins there, and things have levitated, and like. Well, if that's true, I need to investigate that because that's. <laughs> No, does that right? tickle your fancy? Yeah, it does. Go mess with some ghosts. It does tickle my fancy. I used to go the Potato Creek all the time for the scouts and mm-hmm. do the day hikes, but it's all stuff that happens at night. Spoopy. It's at night. Though. I have. I've never been there at night, so I don't know how the vibe is at mm-hmm. night. You know what? I, I I bet it's safe to say that it's probably pretty spooky because guess what? The woods are at night. Well, that's why I was just gonna say that. What woods yeah. are not? Yeah. <laughs> a well, little freaky. Well, like they've heard like 
people screaming and sounds of people like splashing around in the lakes. And apparently it was known to be a pretty popular potato, like potato farm or something in, you know, early 1900s. Is that why they call it Potato Creek? That is exactly why. Surprise, surprise. One half of the world's greatest detectives right here. (laughs) Figured it out right away. Can't fool me. On the case, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) We only do pro bono work here. We do everything for free. We need chicken nuggets. Yeah. That's why we have chicken nuggets right now. (laughs) Taco Bell. Just feed me fast food and I'll... I'll find your cheating wife and or husband and or both. <laughs> it's a good price for hard work. Yeah. Oh, but now to go back to the Mormon thing, I I just watched the clip that they have on the Netflix, you know, um, screen where they just like do the brief like. It's like a trailer. Yeah. Apparently we don't have like a God and angels. The Mormons were hiding documents saying that we actually come from reptiles or something oh the reptilians eh? and the church got involved because these are like historical old documents and they didn't want it to turn around the whole way that our religion is wor- like worked yeah that's kind of like why the reason uh why so many presidents wouldn't uh bestow the information that aliens exist because our feeble uh, Jesus-loving minds would not be able to fathom <laughs> that there were other things in the universe other than us. No, oh, but that's the thing in the trailer. It seemed like that's what the presidents had. These were like old documents from like, you know, the writers of the Constitution and mm-hmm. everything that the Mormons had held on to. First draft forms of these documents. The original white people. Exactly. God, yes. you're giving me two things I have to research now <laughs> when I go home. Just watch the documentary. And, and he's just, like, I thought I was just going to come on here and talk about bullshit. No. But now I got homework? <laughs> give no, homework I, no that's right up my alley. Secret, <laughs> really? any, secret society shit yes, and, so, and, and but, Illuminati and, yes. and all Freemason, all that shit. Is, but people I love were getting bombed and like murdered <clears throat> to hide the truth. So that's why it was really yeah. interesting. Well, people do get murdered. Mm-hmm. When the church gets involved, everybody goes. <laughs> Everybody's got to go. Remember the Crusades? Like No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I wonder how many Monty Python references I've made during the show. <laughs> Probably a lot. What is What is his name? The main guy. He was on Faulty Towers. I always forget his name. Is it like the... Mus- Cleese? Cle- yeah. Cle- John Cleese? Is that his name? Uh, it's one of them. John, yeah, John right. it's one of them. <laughs> I don't know who. I don't. I don't yeah. follow my Yeah, I think it's that's the norm. The main Cleese. guy that I'm thinking about. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, John yeah. he's amazing. <laughs> he's I love had him. like 300 wives. <laughs> that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> he's had so mm. many wives. See, the, it's like it's funniness that's attractive. Well, I'm telling you, you <laughs> funny guys like, oh, I'm not hot. You ain't got to be hot, dude. Just be funny. You just got to be John Cleese. <laughs> just be funny. <laughs> yeah, John Cleese isn't a looker. I mean, he he was he was handsome. He was he had like a very if if somebody <laughs> if somebody were to draw a portrait of an English man, I would expect it to look like John Cleese. Oh, John Cleese. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. That's what I would expect. Anyways, we are not. This is not a Monty Python <laughs> podcast, as much as I would like it to be. Welcome to the Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm Lex. And today we're here with Clint Bagel, or Pagel. Uh, so I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have made that <laughs> connection. No, see, see, you're, it's funny no. that you told me the right way because I my initial thing was to say it how I knew it was going to be wrong. I was like, I'll say yeah. Pagel. Yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah. But then you're like, it's Pagel, <clears throat> like Bagel. Also, That's, I want to give you a nickname. Is that okay? 
It's going to be Clint. I always beat the GPS pagel. There you go. Okay. I was, I, I've had a lot of worse nicknames, so that's fine. You that's, and me both. When you say Pagel, it makes me think of like a, like, um, a diet cream that you would put on like muffins or something like i can't believe it's not butter like a spread like yeah a, okay, a spread. Pigel, just reminds well, me I, actually i like the way that sounds but i how <laughs> how do you spell it and how how you know people would fuck that up more than they you just gotta up. put my name already accents over the exactly. e yeah, Pigel. Pigel. yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. And then you have to grow a funky mustache. Well, one of the twisty ones too. You gotta no, do. He, has, yeah. he has to go full Englishman on us. He has to wear like the pinned collar right here that wraps around his. Ooh, tube. and you gotta wear one of those little <laughs> tiny bowler hats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm, and you have to. Ooh, and you get a monocle and a cane. Bro, we're about to well, change I, your I, life. I'm, I'm about ready for the cane anyway. <laughs> he said, so, I actually need the cane. Uh, a red uh, velvet evening coat. We'll make we'll up it too, so it's not mm-hmm. just a regular cane; it's a cane sword. So inside, Ooh. there's a sword, and it has oh, to have poison yeah, along the edge, Ooh. Yeah, just yeah. in case. Yes. You have to fight off the butter companies because they're coming for you. Ricin coated blades. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have something like that at home already. There's a lot for of real? deadly poisonous <laughs> things that are just within arm's reach yeah. at all times. Yeah, if you, if you can't kill somebody, you know, fairly fairly easily. Are you really living? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You, you know, you shouldn't have to to strain too hard to kill somebody if you That's have true. to. There was a lane of TikTok that I think TikTok uh, uh, learned that I should not be a part of. Is there was a scientist who would go around, just like walk around the city and be like, "Oh, hey, you see that little leaf growing out of the cement? That's poisonous. If you were to eat three of these leaves, you would kill yourself." And I was like, "Is that information we want to be giving to children?" Yeah, they they got rid of that lane real fast right there were some weird trees they really they mm-hmm. like they got rid of the tree or the guy well i no longer see that man on tiktok but <laughs> Ooh, the church got him <laughs> the church got him <laughs> the pope mm-hmm. but yeah um did, did you guys it? know this is um i swear we're gonna open the show did you guys know there's a singular form for the word spaghetti spaghetti I did not know that. is a plural word oh yeah it's um yeah, that makes sense. It's like a for, the it's singular. Like a clump. The singular is spaghetto. <laughs> That's true. It's spaghetto. Oh, wow. Just like uh, so. Who's gonna eat one though? Is that why we never heard that? Probably. You're never gonna mm-hmm. eat one. It, would, it you, wouldn't I, get their recognition until like the moment is made. The first one's made, and then oh, it, look, it's a or spaghetto. if you have a plate and it's one long giant Ooh, it's noodle, one so that spaghetto. would be that. <laughs> it's like eight feet long, I but would it's like a plate of your finest spaghetto, please. Mm-hmm. Graffiti is also plural. The The singular of graffiti mm-hmm. is graffito. And there was another one, but I can't remember what it was. There's actually several. Right. There was three I saw today that I had never mm-hmm. I'd never heard before. We have words like that in the English language. We just don't realize it. We just use them so regularly. Yeah. God, it sucks not being the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, sometimes you don't want to be the smartest guy. In the yeah. Because well. then you don't have to be in charge. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true because I feel like... like Everything that we've ever watched, it's the smart people that are on the teams, but it's the pretty people that are like the face of companies and like bosses and stuff. Well, yeah, because you have to, you've got the brains who do the work and then you've got the poster child who sells it. But that doesn't mean the people who've got the brains are in charge. Like every sci-fi movie ever, ever, everyone always ignores the scientists and does whatever they want. Yeah, and that's why (laughs) they die and the scientist always lives. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. In the company, you'll never know who the actual brains are. Mm -hmm. You'll never see them. No. 
But uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so the first question we like to ask um, here at the Tune Junkies, and podcast, I'm prepared. I know what it is. Are you really? I know what it I, is. But go ahead. I promise you, you don't. This question <clears throat> is actually sent in by a by a listener named uh, Norm M, and the question hey, is. Why do dogs always run to the door when they hear the doorbell? It's rarely ever for them. <laughs> well, I definitely want to answer this, but I I would say it has to it would have to have something to do with their their hearing and the but not, that can't be right either because doorbells are sort of all different. Mm-hmm. I think it's just cuz dogs are dumb. Oh, they're definitely not dogs. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. I got this dogs. Don't worry. They um, just want the pets. <laughs> no, I wasn't prepared are. for that question. Oh. <laughs> I, I think dogs are just excited to see people. It's more of a joke of it than anything. It's not really a real question. No, I, yeah. have, I have to do this. Because you're the, a cat person and I'm an avid dog well, person. Well, so am I. I'm I mean, I like dogs. Too. I just don't want to own one. But you're always he's always mean to my dogs and yeah. I can't. Well, it. you shouldn't be mean. I'm not mean. Like, I'm not physically he said, mean. No, he's not physically mean. He just says really mean mm-hmm. things to them. He yeah. calls them names. Yeah. I call her dog Wonder Bread because it's shaped like a loaf of bread. <laughs> She's yeah. really not. She's she just is. a thick girl. It's a, it's well, a fucking tube, bro. It's a tube <laughs> with legs. <laughs> But she's like she's really fluffy too, so she doesn't really look like an elongated tube, like yeah. uh, like a wiener dog. Yeah, she's got a little bit more curve, so she's just yeah. sassy and beautiful. Plus, when she walks, she like swings her hips like this. It's really cute. And they don't care what you're saying to them. They they they're reading your tone mm-hmm. and your but expression, tone and expression and that kind of thing. It's not. not oh well, shame on you. No, yeah, I talk sh- to the dog like you, a human. Thank you. Yeah. He said shame. I'm a, I'm a cat you. person oh, no. too, more than Guess dog. I'm but sleep at night. Yeah, <laughs> just fine. It's fine. And I'm, I always treat his cat with the utmost respect. Well, that's kitty doesn't get close to people. He's gonna read you first. But even then, he does that thing where he just goes right by you mm-hmm. and walks away. <laughs> He's like, oh, bitch, you thought you were getting a pet? Nope, not today, motherfucker. Can I answer this question then? Go for it. Okay, just reread the question because I want to break it down in two ways. You guys are really thinking. I <laughs> I promise you this is just a joke. <laughs> it's just a joke. I thought this was the concert question. Oh, the concert question That's always the comes actual after. first question. Yeah. Okay, well, see, I was so all we, prepared. We and start off with a joke question. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. And then we do the mm-hmm. all right. fun. Why do dogs run to the door when the doorbell rings? It's hardly ever for them. Okay. So, this is a two-part answer. I can't wait. Dogs always <laughs> are going to respond to any, obviously, like like audio stimulation because that's their primary sense of focus other than, like, smelling. But we ring the doorbell because we're announcing ourselves to another human. We as primates have to have that inter- like that interaction, that specific social number one rule. This is a preparatory social rule. I have to announce myself before I come into your house. It's just like an automatic thing. We don't have to break it down. We don't have to think about it. Dogs don't have that. Obviously, like they it, like greet each other differently than we do, you know. Bus sniffs. <clears throat> exactly. And like they go straight for the place that releases the most hormones in the body to like that's a form of greeting because again they're using their senses whereas like we use vocal you know, stimulation. Like, hey, what Chris. What if we didn't, though? But we what don't have to. What if we did to. butt sniffs? We don't have to. But what if we did, though? <laughs> There's a kink for that somewhere. Oh, it's definitely a kink. <laughs> <laughs> in so Japan, anyway, they sell used underwear in vending machines. But that's kind of nifty. Sometimes you just have 
to have another pair. Yeah. Used, not your own. Oh, I don't know. Clean? Not clean underwear. Not clean. Oh. Used yeah. underwear. Okay. Anyway. That's what happens when you re- oh oppress gosh. your people. Oppress your people. Yeah. Oppress. They get into fucking they hentai and tentacles. And they get into, that's what happens when you tell someone they can't have something. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to the dogs. <laughs> that's why dogs always run to the door because they don't have that understanding that we have that number one rule of social interaction between primates. They don't have it. So uh, they have this unexpected sound. They go bark at it because it's an interruption. It's a stimulation. It startles them. And we're like, oh, that's just the doorbell. Automatic rule is, hey, someone's here to see me. So that's why the dogs always run to doors, even though it's never for them. I require... You can't just show up to my house and knock or ring the doorbell. Right. You like, have to tell me, me that you're coming over because if you don't and someone knocks on my door that I wasn't expecting, guess who doesn't answer the door? Me. Mm-hmm. I'll ignore you. <laughs> I wasn't expecting company, so no one's coming in. Mm-hmm. I've done that to you and many other people. Yep. Like, Why didn't you answer the door? Like, you didn't tell me you're coming <laughs> over. I didn't have my pants on. So. I hate company. I, I yeah, Especially if it's unannounced <laughs> company. Oh, oh I hate yeah. it. Hate it. Hate it. I, I, I hate announced company. I've been like having, you know, orders brought to my house and stuff. And I tell them, do not ring the doorbell. Do not knock on the door. I have nosy dogs. Yeah. And they're dramatic. What is, what, what does this motherfucker do? He, this was last week. It knocks on the fucking door. I literally <laughs> told him, text me before you get here. You have my number. You got the message. <gasps> what is wrong with you? I know. It's weird. Sometimes, sometimes like they'll do that where they just, uh, whoa, excuse me. Um, they uh, <laughs> that was okay. a lot. That was big. I'm lighter now. Fizzy lifting juice. Um, where they won't. I've had very few that'll just leave the food outside the door without ringing a doorbell or knocking. Mm-hmm. I feel. I think it's probably probably some kind of rule. They're like, yo, you have to see them take it because people were just calling us and saying they didn't get the food when they did. Mm. Just because you left it there. That makes sense. But, yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. you really killed that joke with your super logical explanation. It wasn't a joke, and I, I told you. No, my question, the question was a joke. Mm. First question's always a joke. Do I ever get jokes, though? No, I know. It's, 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 you know, you'd think I'd get used to the disappointment, but it hurts every time. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed I didn't think it was a joke. I took it perfectly serious. See? See, I'm not as good at delivering the funny jokes. If Nick would have said it, you would have known it was a joke. But I wouldn't have laughed anyway, because I didn't think it was a joke. <laughs> I would have laughed. I would have laughed, because I hear the joke. Mm. <sighs> Me and Nick are just dumb. We're on the same <clears throat> dumb level. <laughs> You just have a different kind of humor. A dumb humor? <laughs> if, uh, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> More tea, Mr. Bike? Anyways, that's not actually the first question we like to ask here on the Tune Junkies no, podcast. Yeah, yeah. The first question we actually like to ask is, this is one you were prepared for, what was the first concert you ever attended? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Bring it. I'm, I'm excited for this. Are, are you ready? Yep. Ace Fraley. Nice. Um... Uh, first Fraley's Comet tour, so he he had just left Kiss. Mm-hmm. Not just left Kiss, but it was the first time he toured after the that. The first breakup. <laughs> yeah, and I was probably, I don't know, I was young. Yeah. 12, 10, I don't know. Dang. I'm an old fucker, man. I, that wasn't, that's not what I was danging. I was more, I've been, I was I've been around dang. a while. I've been around a while. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, it was in Laporte. Oh, wow. At the Laporte Civic. Mm-hmm. 
um, which I actually, we, I just went to a show there a few years ago mm -hmm. and I just, it was kind of weird walking back in and seeing you know, how different it was through 12 year old eyes versus, right. you know, now. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I remember it pretty well. Stood on a chair so I could see above everybody. Then or now? Or most then. recently? Then. then. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. And which, and that was a big deal. I mean, cause like Kiss was like when, when I was a little kid. Kiss was it for me, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kiss is still iconic. And and Ace was my like my favorite of them. Mm -hmm. So that was like the perfect first show. Nice. Yeah. That's like it, a really cool first that's show. That's a pretty good one. And kind of it, it all everything almost damn near came full circle mm -hmm. for me a year and a half or so ago because we were offered the gig to open for him. <gasps> and oh, um, oh my god, what is that place that John John has? Um, Angola. The eclectic room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I uh, got the text from him one night, and he asked if we wanted to do a show, and I was like, "Well, I got to get a hold of the guys, and I don't know, and you know, what's the details?" And he he types back, "It's Ace Fraley in December." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yep." What more do you need? <laughs> Done deal, you know. And then we couldn't do it for reasons I won't go into. Mm -hmm. Life uh, on life's terms. That's how you play. Yeah. So, life I mean, I would have terms. pretty much done anything to make that happen, but it didn't happen. So, uh, oh, well. Life goes on. That it does. I, I turned it over to the Medicine Wives guys and gave it to them because I knew they were really big Kiss, mm -hmm. you know, fans too. And so. <clears throat> that really sucks. And I, I feel for <clears throat> you. Thank you. I'm still not over it. I wouldn't I be over it. Oh my god. I have I have a similar a, I similar, have a similar story. Experience too. The first time I was ever gonna go to Rock on the Range, the lineup was like all the bands I listened to, mm -hmm. one of those bands being Avenged Sevenfold. I got caught shoplifting, my dad didn't <clears> let me go, so I missed that year. The following year, the drummer of Avenged Sevenfold died. Mm. And <gasps> so I never got to see oh, no. Jimmy. Play yeah. with Avenged Sevenfold, and I fucking regret it so much. Yeah. You, he was amazing. He was amazing. He's really good. Yeah. Rest in peace, Jimmy. Okay, can I, can I tell my story? Um, which actually really sucks. I feel free on that one. Um, so you do you? Okay, so my, I have a buddy named, mm -hmm. and her brother works at uh, the Hilton in South Bend. Oh, this story. Yep, the Hilton restaurant or something. It's like a restaurant, and it's really really nice. In South Bend, I had been talking to him for months. Um, I was gonna, I was getting into, like, I had already gone through a phone interview and everything, and I was gonna be in a management position over there. Celine Dion was at, it was in Indy. I went and saw her last year, and then maybe you know two weeks later, I'm supposed to have, I'm supposed to be at the restaurant already, but like COVID kind of interrupted shit. Mm -hmm. I didn't find out till a week later. Celine Dion stopped at that restaurant where I was supposed to be working and her brother told her don't tell Lex but Celine Dion's here and was like I have a secret but I can't tell you until like tomorrow and I was like okay isn't that a shitty thing to do that hey is. I have a secret I can't tell you but you have to win yeah. mm -hmm. like, and if, if you've you heard yourself. on this podcast I am a huge like Celine Dion <clears throat> fan I've seen her twice cried cool. both times I had a dream about her last night and I freaking woke up from it it was very i was fangirling in I my dream it was like a weird dream it was like a very dreams. realistic dream yeah did you ever see her in vegas or yeah i saw her did in you? vegas oh, cool that's i cried it was amazing i, I yeah. cried <laughs> i cried yeah i cry at shows too yeah but she, it, she, it was just like it was like 
a bucket list thing for me. I never thought I would ever see my absolute idol of like 20 years, 25 years up on stage. I was just, oh my God, I was blown away. She was amazing. Anyway, that was my moment. It was just, and it was right there. She literally, she was literally 10 minutes away from me. Wow. I'm excited John Mayer's on TikTok now. (laughs) That's pretty exciting for me. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. I love John Mayer more. Don't be, he loves to I love John Mayer. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> he has stated many times he was just going to have like his own John Mayer podcast. Yeah, it would be called Mayer May Not. Wow. <laughs> That's so cute. That was uh, Devin Vargo gave us that yeah. name. Anyway, this is supposed to be an interview about yeah. Clint. Yeah. yeah, so let's uh, let's take it all the way back. To the way beginnings. Mm-hmm. You go back that quite that far. Quite well, I don't know far. if time itself has been recorded <laughs> that far back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but we're gonna take a bet. We're gonna make college guesses, right? Mm-hmm. What was it that inspired you to pick up your respective instrument? Was it Ace Freely? Was no. it the concert? No. Well, I mean, I would say I don't know. K- Kiss got me into music, I suppose, at that mm-hmm. really, really young age. Mm-hmm. Um. And and there was another band called Blue Oyster Cult that <gasps> was passed down from yes, my brother, yes. which was his favorite band. He was quite a bit older than me. He passed that down to me. But as far as playing bass itself, it would have to be hearing Billy Sheehan, yeah. the bass player, uh, for the first time. That was where the light bulb kind of turned on. Because, you know, before that, I I didn't know if I wanted to play the guitar or the drums or you know, you're a little kid. You just, you, you know, you, you don't know anything yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like, well, I like the guitar, you know, but I really like the way drums look. I like big drum sets and mm-hmm. the idea of beating on something, you know, it's kind of cool. But then when I heard Billy Sheehan, it was in like, uh, well, I won't give the year, but when, when I heard <laughs> when, when I heard uh, a certain record and um, it was like the, the light bulb, it's like, you know, the the thing you hear of the when the angels you know sing and the light comes down yeah, and you yeah. you know what something you know mm-hmm. that's when I heard that it's like well that that's the bass you know friend well, you, of mine you, that, now you have to tell me what that is <clears throat> I can't just fill you just I fill in the blank what that yeah. is euphoria I'm gonna go with that when he first heard mm, oh you, you'll never let's go there's, a, there's a specific song on on um the david lee roth Edom and smile record oh okay it, um called song was called shy boy shy and boy. musicians know it you know muso musician geeks mm-hmm. know it as sort of this iconic piece of music or whatever and i i heard that in the friend that, of mine that was playing the cassette for me uh said hey you know listen to this part right here and he kind of rewound it and and it was the part where steve Vai and and billy were playing this really intricate part and he says this is the bass right here and i had before that i didn't even know really what a bass did or sounded right. like or anything you know and that little just hearing that little thing did it you know just like i i want to play i want to play bass because i like that you know hmm. and it because and it was different than than other you know the gene simmons wasn't playing stuff like that and no, kiss you know no, and, uh, not. and any other you know acdc didn't have that kind of stuff so when mm-hmm. i heard that it was like this totally different radically different thing mm-hmm. and then from there and that's that's why i got into like instrumental music and and um progressive music and stuff really young mm-hmm. because that that was the trajectory of it it's like once i heard that 
you know, you couldn't really go down from there. You had to like explore the more, the, the more wacky stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was into instrumental music very early, like ugh, probably, I was probably 13 or 14 listening yeah. to, you know, neoclassical shred guitar music and stuff right. like that. And <laughs> so I kind of advanced, you know, pretty quickly into mm-hmm. that more, more serious kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a pretty strong start right there. Well, I, and I'm a music. I, that's why I'm a music snob today, and I'm I'm an asshole about music because what? Because of that. Because <laughs> because um. Oh, do you think you're an elitist? I don't think I'm elitist. You treat me like I'm an elitist. I am an elitist. I'm full <laughs> fucking blown. I, if the shoe fits. Yeah. I, I tell people that if you did any sort of classical training, you kind of it's kind of like a completely different kind of snob. Oh, absolutely. You and that's I mean? that's why jazz people are like that too because they feel like they're a little more they're yes, a little more snobby, but well, not, but ugh. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a classical like I'm a violinist. Yeah. Oh, good, cool. Her opinion is bi- she's biased too. Mm. She doesn't like jazz. If you're like classically jazz. trained, you're you're already on a plane above everybody else, and so I mean that's just how it is. I mean <laughs> that's, that's just how it is. It is. I mean I wish I was. I was. Finally, but. you're outnumbered. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. Go ahead. Welcome to the podcast where you lose. I guess track eventually it'll come around and make mm-hmm. sense. Um, and I guess that's kind of why I play the music I play now, or I'm, mm-hmm. I got such an interest in it. It, it. That was just the trajectory of it. It's like mm-hmm. once I started at that point. Then it then it was uh, Ingve Malmsteen and Tony McAlpine and then all all the Shrapnel Records uh, stuff, which it, that was an instrumental mm-hmm. record company at the time. So all of that, and then you know just Rush from there, and nice. you know, and I still listen to the regular old metal, you know, and rock and said classic regular, stuff. Regular and, old metal. Well, you know, I mean, I make it sound so boring. <laughs> but it, but that was like the trajectory of my playing. Yeah. From yeah. There. Mm-hmm. So. I never was that interested in playing more simplistic stuff. I didn't stuff get into instrumental music until I was in my 20s. Wow. Yeah, I know. You know what this guy said to me? He's like, you don't need a score in a movie if you have enough visual effects. <laughs> yeah, what Because I mean? told him I listened to like horror music because I'm really into instrumental music, obviously, being a violinist. And he's like, I don't understand why you listen to horror scores. You don't just watch the movie. You don't even need the music. Oh, try watching it without. I think a lot of people do. They're called deaf people. How dare both of you? Oh. You're both canceled. Am I deaf shaming? <laughs> um, Guess what? They'll never know. <laughs> I love you, deaf people. That was a joke. That if, was I had a joke. A, if I had a hi-hat here, man. Um. <laughs> anyway. Well, you guys, this is the last episode of the Toon Jones Podcast. <laughs> uh, Chris made an insensitive joke, and now they're canceled. Gen Z wants to cancel Eminem and Toon Junkies. Joining Pepe Le Pew. Uh, but we won't go into politics. Yeah, but no. seriously, I hate jazz. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, it's all right. I, I like jazz fusion when it when yeah. it's combined with elements of rock and stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not super big on straight jazz. Yeah. Um, but I do like a, a, the fusion stuff. I like Al Miola. I like mm-hmm. Return to Forever and Stanley Clark and. Uh, one of my favorite bands to listen to is um, Tribal Tech, which mm-hmm. is a fusion, uh, like a jazz fusion band. Yeah. Um, I would rather see jazz performed by a solo artist because I like to see how into jazz musicians can get. Yeah. Like, I like seeing that, that like, that physical love and emotion that goes yeah. into they jazz. They call it the zone, if anybody watched the new uh, Soul, Pixar Soul mm-hmm. movie. 
It's called the zone. I didn't know that. But yeah. I don't um jazz violin. I've obviously mm-hmm. tried it. Yeah. Hate it. It's the most boring, boring thing that every okay, everyone thinks that like radio music is so boring and so bland and it's just like, oh, it's just a four four time. Oh, it's like top forty stuff. To me, if any jazz violins are out there, I don't want to hear your opinions on this. Oh, it's just dang. it's worse than that. It's just so boring. I'm at also- her <laughs> at women in nature art yeah. on Instagram. I think <laughs> <laughs> Jazz needs to be keyboard and piano and stuff like that. Hiro- 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 Hiromi awesome. is, yeah, there's a girl, uh, you say a Harambe? Japanese girl called Hiromi. Oh. Uh, who Very does, different. who does, um, uh, piano, mm-hmm. jazz piano. And I love listening to her records too. Yeah, jazz I piano like I jazz can certainly piano. respect. <clears throat> and I do love a good clean trumpet sound. Trumpets are nice. But... Saxophones. You guys don't even like saxophones? I'm not big on the, on the wood wind or the, I mean the brass stuff. I'm no. Not so much. I can't play any of it, but I like the way it sounds sometimes. Just not when it's, um, you know, boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I looked at Lex. Anyways, mm-hmm. where would so what? Where did we get? Where are we at right now in the time? Well, let's let's go back to like our initial question. Like you said, what kind of got you kickstarted into your, you know, st- your first music style choice for your first instrument? Mm-hmm. Take us from there. Like, continue on a little bit. Um, like, were you in projects in school? It was, yeah, the, the typical like school buddy bands kind of thing, you know, where this guy knows a little guitar, this guy can play the drums a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, just did that basic stuff. And then, probably toward the end of our last year of high school, we sort of solidified it and got it. Uh, to where it was the the same three of us mm-hmm. playing together, not you know a mishmash of different kids, you know. Um, so by the time we before we were out of high school, we were playing in you know bars, local places already. Um, my the first one we did, I remember my mom had to drive us to, <laughs> to there, and we weren't really supposed to even be in there. And, right. and the the woman that owned the bar called us to the back after we were done and we're like oh shit oh we're, we're leaving we'll, we'll go <laughs> we're sorry you know and and she like palmed a ten dollar bill to each of us she like mm-hmm. under the kind of the table right she kind of like dropped a ten dollar bill in our hands mm-hmm. each of our hands and we're like oh that's the coolest thing oh, we you know just got paid <laughs> and we you know i i think i was not quite 16 yet the other guys i think were 15 still um then that the same three of us did our first like cool gigs at um the white house in niles which was a big thing in the 80s There's a, 90s another white house it's a little smaller than the one you, you're oh, thinking okay. of. Mm. it's the vacation home okay i guess um and it but it was the place the debauchery place for the you hear about the scene of of you know la and the, mm-hmm. the the strip and all that back in the well this area's version of that was the white house okay nice. so it, we thought we made it like we, we were the shit when we when we got in <laughs> we there made it, you guys. gun shy was the big one of the big bands in there and mm-hmm. pistol dawn and uh, lillian axe who was signed um lillian axe lillian axe that's a badass name mm-hmm. you don't know you've never heard mm-hmm. that really wow mm-hmm. sorry if, if i would have if i would have guessed i'd have been like is that a porn star they Lillian were. Axe they were probably. I, I think they were the only like hair band era band from this area that made it. That, that got like anywhere. Yeah. They, they were on MTV and oh, all of that stuff. Lillian, um, check them out. I'm gonna look right now. So that brought that brings us up to the '90s. So, um, 
I played in a really cool metal band called Trip Hammer in the oh, mid nineties. Regular old metal. It was regular. <laughs> old, well, no, it, at the time it was cool because nobody at that time was playing mm-hmm. Pantera, Slayer, Sepultura. Right. What the hell? I mean, we did a, just a bunch of heavy stuff, and bands back then weren't. I even was like doubting whether we should be playing some of that stuff because nobody was playing it. But we did, and I'm, I'm glad we did now because you look back and it's like, man, nobody who who nobody was playing, you know, the stuff we were playing in the mid '90s. Pantera was a brand new band, you know. It's, was Tool it, was a brand new band. Yeah. So was, uh, was the scene mo- mainly like indie and like grunge? Is that what this was up in was, Southern Michigan, yeah. and it was turning, yeah, from like '80s rock to more grungy stuff which, I know the grunge ugh. all blew up in the 90s and everybody's a singer oh what a horrible fucking time for music that was oh my god thank you um, again what, you don't like you don't like grunge I Ugh. Grunge too that's dude I, I could check that's what got me into jazz and fusion music was the fucking 90s yeah. that when rock got so horrible oh, I just turned you away to a lesser evil yeah and you know <laughs> metal was a little wasn't cool and mm-hmm. metal bands weren't really that active for a few years so that's that's actually when i went and started discovering more musical stuff you mm-hmm. know the fusion stuff and jazz mm-hmm. and um it wasn't until god i don't think metal started really coming back to be cool again until what like the early 2000s maybe mm-hmm. so the new metal is that what you're talking when the new metal like corn and i hate to say it but limp biscuits in there too I see like i like corn a lot i don't like limp biscuit and i don't like all of the Post grunge horseshit bands that were awful, um, but I do like Corn actually. Um, I, I they were like eh, to me until I saw them live. Yeah, when I saw Corn live, I was real. I was they're like, great blown live. away. They're really they are live. really fucking. I've seen good. them like four times. I was expecting them to ju- to just be bored. I was expecting to maybe leave halfway mm-hmm. through or, mm-hmm. uh, but they. I mean, they were very tight. Mm-hmm. Maybe very they cool. saw grunge the way that you saw grunge and wanted to put a twist. I don't on put it. them in that case. I mean, I they were, or like not even necessarily grunge. I mean, more of like end of the era music, bringing in new age music. Oh, like yeah. the yeah, like the new metal and then the the post grunge and the alternative mm-hmm. stuff was blown up. But yeah, I corn was definitely the new metal. Uh, was the was like I would say probably the face of new metal. Yeah, I, w- I didn't yeah. mean to say call them grunge because yeah. I don't consider I, them grunge either. They're not. Yeah, and it, it was just really bleak and bad for a while there. I mean, I still listen to my old shit from back in the day, but I wasn't listening to any new music for a long time. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of Soundgarden or Pearl Jam or Screaming oh, Trees. Or, I hate or, Pearl Jam. Can't stand Pearl Jam. I I like Soundgarden. I can't say I don't like Soundgarden. Um but I don't like Nirvana. I don't like Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. I don't like any of the the awful bands that came right after them that were even worse. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Let me the, get, let me get, uh, crap, uh, Puddle of Mud. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> the, to- the Toadies. The Toadies. They, they had that song with that Possum King. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck even was that? get behind the shed. <laughs> Necrophilia. The president. That, uh, the, that lump. The United States. Of the uh, I presidency mean, God. of the United States. I mean, yeah, lump. Was that is that I? That's not. Did they call themselves post post grunge? Is that what? Well, I, that's what I call it. it I mean, I would expect there was the initial grunge movement, the Pearl mm-hmm. Jams and the Soundgardens, and then there was the second wave. Mm-hmm. You know, and ugh, I also feel weird putting 
like I know they get lumped into the grunge sound, but I don't know if I entirely agree with Alice in Chains being in the grunge. Alice in Chains were an '80s rock band. We yeah, saw, they they we were a before, hair metal band first. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think they were grunge either. We saw them. I mean, they the they range. were because that's when they kind of came out. But they yeah. they were around a few years before that, and mm-hmm. they were full on like '80s rock. It's like uh, who else? Was mm, I'm probably gonna get this wrong, but somebody once told me that I think it was Pantera started as a hair metal band. Yeah. Oh yeah. They got and I think it, three records that were like <laughs> that. Not good. I did not like it at all. Some people like that stuff. I mean, at, at the time, it's, it's if, different. If I didn't know Pantera, you know, Cowboys from Hell, and like yeah. that was my intro, then I probably have been like, yeah, hair metal, because I like hair metal. I hadn't but, heard. I hadn't heard of Pantera until Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. Um, which I loved Cowboys from Hell mm-hmm. when it came out. And then I each each album after that I liked less and less. But yeah. Um yeah, the the hair the hair version of Pantera is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, it's really it, man, time times have changed. I like how it's it's just called hair metal. I really appreciate that. I don't know why. Uh, I die. Like hair metal, glam metal. I was just listening rock. to a show on the way here actually, and mm-hmm. the guy was talking about how he doesn't like that term. Uh, oh, for real? Because it's derogatory, and it's oh, like is it? It, it, you he feels listening. it's basing he, he, it's basing an entire genre of music just on on a hairstyle. He, yeah. he just thinks it's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get why the, that connection's made, but mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, why don't you just call it '80s rock?" And you know, that, that makes sense. Ta- you wouldn't have was that D. Snyder that you were listening to? No, uh, Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk. Okay. Mm. I never actually. I've never thought of it being considered a derogatory. Term. I don't. I mean, I, I I say it just because it's so common now. Yeah. yeah. And I, so and I don't you know think what, it is. You but... know exactly what is meant when someone says yeah. hair metal. Yeah. Like, oh you, yeah, I know you, exactly. You don't think like it's all just based off of the hairstyle because I don't just think of the hairstyle. I think of the big showy movement, mm-hmm. eccentric stage performances. Yeah. The awesome outfits, bro. Like, just br- <laughs> like bright music in mm-hmm. general. You know, like it's 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 good time stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's. Yeah. Happy Parties. stuff, and then and then the the decade turned, and it went the other way. It went so gloomy and just so like depressing and. Well, you had that. You had the uppers, and, and now you got to come down a bit. Well, yeah. everything always overre. There's always a f- overreaction. You know, if you got one fad, there's always a big overreaction mm-hmm. to go the other way, instead of just kind of having it all. Which mm-hmm. it's a good thing about music now. I think you have it all. There's yeah. no. The internet's made it so that it can all exist in the same space. Mm-hmm. They're the you know the corporate, you know, corporate pigs of the world aren't trying to shove one thing at you. Right. You kind of have everything, yeah. but that's also a bad thing. Because everybody can do because, it. Because yeah, I mean, there's yep, there fix. it's. I mean, I'm a music fan. I like to search out music and find music, and it's hard. It, there's so much. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard finding so something much. that actually gets you incredibly excited. I like it when I accidentally stumble on music, and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. this is amazing. That's why I suggest TikTok, because a lot of people who make their own music put it on TikTok, and I found Fucking some really TikTok. awesome oh. musicians on TikTok. Is this a real, is that even a real thing? I, I, don't, I don't have TikTok. a TikTok, but yeah. I, I watch TikTok's like- great. I mean, I know yeah. it's a real thing, but- ugh. I only watch yeah. the TikTok videos on Facebook, but you're right. I have heard like sound clips of certain songs or pieces, and I'm like, oh my goodness, okay, what is that? And my stuff is on there. Up. I don't even know how it's on there. I, I oh, wow. It's just automatically, the distributor just- puts it on there i guess which is good because if somebody makes a stupid video and uses your music but how is it on there? i mean how 
it says your stuff is available on TikTok. Well, how is it like a YouTube video? That, like, no, I think what it is, it's kind of like, have you ever added music to like your Instagram story or your Facebook story or whatever? And it's almost got like a database of all the music. It's probably on Spotify or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can pull the audio and take a sample of it to use in your little, you know, story okay, so, or whatever. But I, do I have to have a TikTok account to be able to? No. To be able to, because it's on, it just it's on TikTok, but the sound, I, I'm not on TikTok. The so sound, I, I think, is probably so. If available. somebody searches it, yeah, they if, find it on. Yeah, there. they could probably okay. search it in the sound area and then okay. use it for their video, which is a good idea. Because then, if somebody gets, you know, they get hit by a tennis racket by their mom, and that video gets seen by 6.5 million people, and your song and just it's happens in the to be on it, wow. 6.5 million people just heard your song. The okay. internet well, gets, you, uh-huh. gets you pretty famous these days. Yeah, and I've seen stupid videos that were only three seconds long. They were just like, ha look at this. And it was just a dumb sign. It's got some song on it, but yeah. that thing, people will use that sound to make their own video. But I wonder what the payout is for that then. I have no Six idea. million views, 1.3 I mean, cents. I think, I mean, I don't know if there's a payout on TikTok, but I know if your stuff is on like, you know, iTunes or Spotify, people will go... To there's a band that we I use in the last episode called Magnolia Park who hasn't put out an album but they've got singles that they've made over time and they've got like over fifty thousand monthly listeners and wow. they're just putting stuff on TikTok. Hmm. I think they're from Florida. I think the last episode I said Chicago. I was thinking of fluorescence from Chicago. Uh, Magnolia Park is from Florida. Gotcha. Hmm. But yeah, TikTok is. I mean, I I was a hater for a long time too because mm-hmm. it's the it was the new platform. Well, but I, it's I a, will continue to be a hater. <laughs> I could so. I could just see why people would get excited about it, you know. And yeah. TikTok got so big during COVID, so mm-hmm. people had to find different ways of being creative. If you weren't a painter, or a musician, some sort of artist where you do stuff like that, using your phone and being creative that way was just mm-hmm. another outlet. So I can understand yeah. why people like it. Yeah, I just I it's too complicated for me. The world <laughs> needs less social media and in my opinion. Unfortunately, the world is only going to become more and more electronic. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get any less. It's Maybe only I'll be get dead more before. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for too. <laughs> Maybe I'll check out before it gets Maybe too much worse than it is. Maybe you'll be dead and they'll just upload your consciousness into mm. an AI and then yeah. you'll live forever. Oh. Because he's, that he's, stuff he's they're talking about talked too. He's definitely talked about that many, yeah. many times. Yeah. Well, I don't want to live forever. I, I, I <laughs> Especially when I see how things are going. Right, but here, here, yeah. here's the other thing. So a lot of the, the a lot of people be like, I don't want to live here forever. Well, no. If you were to become like an AI, you could be put on a rocket and sent to galaxies. Like you could. But you I could do like the idea of the, the consciousness thing carrying on, and mm-hmm. then you can kind of make your own. You know, if Theories. you if you can have your own sort of uh, consciousness mm-hmm. that you control, I I, I guess I could get behind that. But what if we put you in a robot, Chappie style? Have you ever seen the movie Chappie? Yeah, no, I haven't. It's a great movie. It, is, it, it with Hugh Jackman, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he plays a bad guy in that movie. Yeah, I feel like if you were able to keep your consciousness and explore the universe, because I would absolutely love that idea. I feel it would be almost. Oh, if it was a different universe than this one, oh hell yeah! I feel like it would almost be torturous though, because you were learning all the secrets of the universe, but you have nobody to share with it as a human, specifically as a primate, like communication with another being is so important like right, important you, you lose that social aspect being like living on forever and ever going and exploring galaxies you can't even talk about the cool stuff you're talking about so at what robots point, do you think of that can't talk no i'm talking about like like 
if you're the one person that lives forever, there's not another person who lives forever who's going to remember the stuff that happened. Oh, now we're saying early. there's only going to be one person who lives forever. If the technology we're just talking is about av- him. If technology yeah, is available, I, there's going to be more than one person. <laughs> I mean, it depends you're on how much money you have. You're going to have Jeff Bezos to hang out with <laughs> and Bill Gates and maybe John Mayer. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> just throw him in there. If it's those people, n- forget it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to hang out. I wouldn't want to hang out with a bunch of old white guys. I'm okay, especially (laughs) elitists already. If you, if okay, so I remember it was like a year ago. We were playing. We had to try and figure all kinds of quarantine games to get us through uh, the world ending. They they had it called a quarantine house. You could pick five people, dead or alive, to be stuck in a house with. Who would your five people be? Let's just say the amount of time is, we'll just say it's like four months. What our stay home order was. It was like three or four months, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Can this we is, use the, how we actually spent COVID as a way to reflect on the four people that we would spend time with? Or do we have if to this talk is about hypothetical, would I be married in this scenario? Hypothetical. The, so I wouldn't real, have to be Reality's married. rules don't apply. This is a different you. Different me. I'm going with Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. Dave Grohl, John Mayer, Halsey, and musician. Oh, Sarah Silverman. Okay, five. Dead or alive, you said, right? Dead or alive. Carl Sagan. Ooh, nice. Boris Karloff. Okay. Ronnie James Dio. Oh, okay. Clint Eastwood. Oh, that's kind of a good one. I bet she's got stories. Mm. Hmm. I know, right? It's the last one. one. The last one's always Alice like, Cooper. Alice Cooper, nice. Yep. I go. got to see Alice Cooper, and I saw Blue Oyster Cult to Morris. Uh, I've, many, many I've seen ago. Alice oh, God, God awful amount of times. He was the second concert I saw. Yeah, and then met multiple times after that. Alice um, Cooper's great. That's a, that. That's like my dream gig. If I, you know, if I could just play bass on that stage. Yeah, and with that, him? that stage set. Oh hell yeah, that'd be that'd cool. be cool. Yeah. He's got such a good stage. He's like one of my favorite uh, musicians, lyricists. Yeah, uh, you know, whatever performers. I always, I yeah, it would it baffled me when I found out that he was not really straight edge, but essentially straight edge in the sense that like throughout his whole career, he like not his whole career, but he had a problem and then he stopped and he has been like 20, 30, 40 years. He was like, yeah, I just don't do it anymore. I'm like, oh shit, good for you. Oh yeah, he basically died mm-hmm. of of alcohol abuse and then he replaced that addiction with golf. <laughs> which is, <laughs> it, it's true. He said that's if he hadn't have replaced the one addiction with the other, he would have been killed by the alcohol. If, mm-hmm. if you read his book, that's what that's kind of about. So he gets up every single morning before golf like the sun comes up and he plays golf every day. Hmm. Well, I never thought I would say this, but thank you, golf. <laughs> right. Thanks for actually. saving Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. What's his real name? I always forget. Vincent Fernier. For some reason, I always want to say Brendan. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't see him Well, as a no, Brendan. technically his real name is Alice Cooper because he changed it. Oh, right, right, right. He changed it when, when he went to a solo career. He legally changed the name so that they couldn't prohibit him from using it right mm-hmm. so once his name was actually that then he could legally make albums smart for the rest oh yeah yeah, that's, yeah. i think that's what lights did too she was um she's that canadian uh singer that i bring up all the time she has an actual oh, all name, the time an actual name which i always forget and then she legally changed it to lights so fair enough mine will be changed to pajel 
Pajel. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pajel. And how, my, do you, how do you change your pronunciation? Like, well, I think you could... Pro- I don't know. Or do I just start saying that? And then yeah, that's what it becomes. You can just start signing it a certain way in all legal documents. That yeah. way everyone has to do Sign it. Sign it phonetically. <laughs> P-A-H... <laughs> gel is that a J or a G? It's a J. J. A J. J. Ooh, fun fact. Do you know what the last letter that was created for the alphabet was? Mm-mm. Q. It was not. It was not Z. It was J. J was the last letter. I'm Isn't actually it? not really surprised by that. I wasn't sur- like I didn't think Q either because I feel like with a lot of old ancient languages, those consonants were. Fairly common. I mean, I would have assumed Z because I'm an idiot, but <laughs> everything just came in order. But anyways, hmm? let's not get too sidetracked. We still got to get to the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. Oh, that wasn't the meat and potatoes, the je? Yeah, <laughs> changing <laughs> your name. We're talking about changing our names mm-hmm. and all that. So let's uh, let's jump ahead to the most uh, most recent thing. I know you said you've got... There's Dark, Dark Trilogy. and Dark, then Yeah, Dark Trilogy's been around for 11 years. I saw Dark Trilogy, I saw you guys play at Smith's one time, and I was baffled at why the hell you guys were playing Mm -hmm. at Smith's, because you guys were fucking good. Well, that's that's the million dollar question, isn't it? you hear the sigh of "Mm music? Well. Um, That that band is still, I mean, that's still going, obviously, but the newest thing is the Planet Vertigo. Planet Vertigo, Mm -hmm. that's right. And that's kind of like Dark Trilogy 2.0. It's kind of like... um, it's kind of like a a little step up in my in the songwriting and the production mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything. It's just a little bit. It's just a little more jazzed up version of not jazz, but like hyped up say, version of there. He said he of didn't what like. Hey, I wasn't doing. triggered. I just took, I knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna call him out and be like, "Oh, Mr. Randall, Dark Trilogy's like done a lot of great shows and a lot. We, we've accomplished quite a bit mm-hmm. you know, over the last ten years or so. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of sucks to have have that momentum sort of just stop a little bit yeah. like it did but such as such as uh life so yeah the whole world kind of stopped well we were kind of winding down before that yeah it, yeah unfortunately uh you know just circumstances and things life uh, on life's terms it always happens there's nothing you can do about but it. a lot of doors were opened with that band mm-hmm. were you able to maybe you know go like revisit those later on even though maybe the group was slowing down but you individually were curious well we just played at joe's 50th party uh mm-hmm. the other you know what a week or two ago we played a few songs yeah um and then during the whole covid thing i think we played two or three times uh in the once in the summer and like once in like november mm-hmm. uh but it's not what i mean for a while we were kicking some butt so uh so basically i'm, I'm taking that songwriting momentum and just moving it forward with mm-hmm. the planet vertigo stuff and this is kind of a, we were talking earlier that it Sort of started out being my own project, my own kind of solo right. ideas and stuff, but I found it a little douchey to use my own name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of wanted to give it a band identity. So I kind of can have friends and different people play on the tracks and help me out and, you know, have several people involved with the recording process. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, uh, although it's me kind of driving it, it's still kind of a project-based thing a mm-hmm. band-based thing i feel like that would be 
if I if if I understand what you're saying correctly, it, in the sense that like, so you you're the constant of the group, but then like for certain songs you might have this friend play yep. this instrument, and on this song this friend. I think that'd be really fun. exactly, so and that's kind of the idea of it. Because yeah. uh, like I hear certain collab. I hear certain things that I think certain people would would work good for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's some kind of like high end guys involved in this too. Derek Sherinian keyboard player, um, has played with dream theater and, Ooh, uh, nice. sons of Apollo. And he's toured with Alice Cooper and kiss nice. and Ingve Malmsteen and Zach Wilde. Derek Sherinian's like a big, he's a big time dude. And he's on one of the tracks on keyboards. Oh my God. That's um, amazing. I've got Mike LaPond from a band called symphony X. He's yeah. going to be on bass on one song. Uh, I talked to him the other day about it. Um, maybe another bigger name special guest I'm not sure we'll just kind of have to see how it plays out mm-hmm. but and then I've got some local guys I got a, a guy named Jeff Mitchell doing some keyboards on one track um, Nick Woolley Nicky Woolley Nicholas Woolley I don't, I don't know what he goes Nick by Woolley. but he's a, a phenomenal local guitar player he's going to be on a track um, so it, it's Joe and I more or less and mm-hmm. Joe Joe is I think on almost everything but yeah. I think there'll be one one song that Joe probably won't be on um, and we'll just see how it goes. I mean, the the plan is to make it an EP, like a six, no, five, five song EP. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we're three songs deep. Mm-hmm. Three um, singles are out now, so we're, we're I'm working on the fourth, and we'll just see how it goes. You know, um, that's all you can do. Yeah. yeah, it's so tough. It's so tough to put music out these days. I'm, like I was saying earlier, there's so much of it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, that one of the things I was gonna say earlier about that is that like genre has almost melted away because yeah. everybody's mixing everything with everything. Like yeah, mm-hmm. so it's just easier to be like yeah, I play metal or I just play rock because yeah. instead it's like yeah. oh we play a rock fusion jazz that's, yeah, that's o- the, we only use guitars that uh that uh journey uses it's like super <laughs> specific you wouldn't mm-hmm. understand genres is so weird now yeah and that's the problem with doing instrumental stuff mm-hmm. not everybody gets that not everybody understands what that is because they don't have like the background i was talking about that i have mm-hmm. earlier um and there's it, just it's so hard to get it get it to people's ears even though it's easy to get it there it's hard to get it there because there people are like desensitized to music it's mm-hmm. crazy well I, think- I, I was actually getting really bummed out about a week ago like what the fuck am i you know spending all this time and mm-hmm. I, i'm sitting here for literally hours mixing the same goddamn song <laughs> and and who's really going to take the time to hear it and is it going to be on their iphone are they going to listen to it for 10 seconds and scroll to the next yeah. fucking thing who's going to fully appreciate this and i'm thinking god should i even bother and then like the next day like um Somebody tagged me on Facebook or tagged the the band Planet mm-hmm. Vertigo on Facebook from the UK. Said they're gonna feature you know the band's music on. They have like a, I guess it's like a podcast radio show type thing yeah, over there nice. for progressive music specifically. Mm-hmm. And they were really talking it up. And I I listened to the show and they played it and they talked well about it. And so that kind of like lifted me back up a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. it's like oh, okay, I, I just got to find these places that yeah. are willing to play it. There's always an avenue of people that will like the thing you want to make. It's just you got to find it. Yeah, yes. and most of them are not in this country. That's the problem. <laughs> so I'm, I would I'm, say that. now I'd my say thing is to a... I've got in my iPhone I've got now a list of, that I've started of potential shows like that mm-hmm. that I can send it to that are going to be open to it and That's smart. And it helps to have the, a couple big names on there because when they see, you know, in the progressive world if they see the name Derek Sherinian on there, mm-hmm. they're going to listen to it. 
because of all the names I mentioned. You know, he's he's just got that pedigree behind him. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. I don't know if I'd say that the instrumental like genre isn't well um, represented. Represent? No, I don't know if represented is Fouched well uh, consumed. There we go. Because I I know there's a lot of uh, even now there's like uh, one of my favorite bands is Scale the Summit. That's oh, I a, love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found them a couple years ago. And I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is uh, like a journey." Just, did you see them when they they played with uh, Marty Friedman in Chicago? No, I've never seen Scale the Summit. They're, I'm pissed about they're it. They're really good. They're really good. Yeah, I yeah. Really they're one them. that I always go to when I'm talking about the the newer band, even though they're not newer anymore. Yeah, yeah. They're what are they? Twelve years old or whatever. But yeah, um, it, it's tough because we're we kind of are like we have a little bit of that element, mm-hmm. but. Not, you know, we have a little bit of the throwback element, like the older instrumental stuff. And was it? S- so uh, it's hard to Sefiani identify. Sefiani, surfing with the alien. It's a lot just, like that. I just picked that up. Yeah, a months that's ago. that's yeah. It's a lot like that. It's a lot like, uh, you know, Steve Vai's stuff. Yep. It's um, John Five. If you've ever heard him, I fucking love uh, John Five. I've yeah. seen John Five. We've played. We've a, played with him twice yeah? now. Yeah. We saw him in a hotel conference room we went to some horror hound convention oh, yeah. john he was cool. the entertainment there he's a cool dude yeah he yeah. was he was really good his bass player and i kind of talk back and forth now once in a while yeah um but it's kind of like that i mean there, there's the market it's just mm-hmm. you know it, it's like you got the the metal genre and then you got mm-hmm. you know our, where we're trying to to slide it in there and it's you know, yeah, right now the sh- big angry vocals is pretty hip <laughs> well that's the, the thing yeah i mean I like that stuff too. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I, I did a record with Perilous like two years ago. Nice. I played the bass on it, and that that was cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm, that's that's not totally my thing either. You know. Yeah. I am playing in a band in Chica- uh, Chicago, based vocal band, a progressive like metal mm-hmm. with vocals, and they're more as mainstream, I guess, as that genre gets. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how that goes. That's Chicago's been closed for a mm-hmm. year, so there yeah. hasn't been anything happening on that front. They're basically just writing music at home, and when it's ready, they'll send it over. And right. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I think they do have a show or two booked for the summer. So, I mean, that's promising. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys are hip to the knowledge, but uh, COVID doesn't exist in the South anymore. Did you hear that? Yeah. Texas is just like, yeah, it's fine. Take your mat, throw throw them away. There's like seventeen states fine. that don't have mask well, regulations. Good for them. I, I, you know, I, I'm not gonna down that man. Hey. Because they, they, sh- they're basically saying you don't have to wear a mask which they had no right to say you have to in the first place. So they're basically just saying, they're basically giving you the choice you should have had all along. I mean, so, you do. You've, we've always had a choice. It, they did kind of enforce rules, but it wasn't for like, hey, do it because you're all ugly. It was like, hey, do it so we'll, people yeah. stop dying. <laughs> yeah, but basically all they're doing now is giving people the choice they should yeah. have always had. I mean, it's that's simple as that. Hey, I'm totally fine with letting people... Uh, not, I'm totally fine with letting a state other than my own be the guinea pig and be like, hey, is it cool? Is everything going to be fine? Can we bring back yeah. shows? Well, Florida's been doing it for weeks. The people in Florida Months. are a completely different breed. Florida Florida people, like she <laughs> yeah. said, are different. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different strain of human. Right. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they've basically been open for mm-hmm. you know a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, lots There's of, not a huge death rate in Florida. I think, uh, where was I seeing... There's some country that has had single-digit cases since, like, uh, 
September mm-hmm. because as soon as it happened, they shut. They put everybody inside. They did the yeah. mask mandate. Everybody, and it's just like now. It's I think it, well, New Zealand was like yeah, that, but they're yeah. small. It's small. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like the size of They're one state. They're spaced out, too. It's not so like big, So it was big, pretty easy cities. for them to do that. That's how I was thinking about Texas, too, because you have, like, several major cities that have really high population mm-hmm. density. But then... There's then also you, a lot of open space. Exactly. And in comparison to Indiana, granted, we have open space, too, but not near as much as Texas. Yeah. So how mm-hmm. much is the influence on Texas having that as a guinea pig state? Is it going to, you know, matter? Well, well, Tejas, I wish you the best of luck. Gennaro, we'll know in a few weeks. good luck mm-hmm. to you, buddy. No, I mean... Yeah, we'll know in a few weeks <laughs> yeah, who's <hey>. dead. <laughs> yeah. Which is a, a morbid joke, but... Tonight at 7, Texas no longer exists. <laughs> yeah. They fell off the They fell off the COVID country. ate the state. Yeah, we thought it was going to be California. <laughs> nah. But then what? the question is, what happens if that doesn't happen? It, it, Do you it, have a lot, of, a lot of states and a lot of governors having to explain mm-hmm. <laughs> why... They've been doing all this stuff and they didn't have to, you know, I mean, that, that's kind of the real question. Well, I just, I know that a lot of people got really sick and I know that I was really sick. You mm. were really sick. We have My seen, lungs still aren't the same. Yeah, right. we have seen the results of a sickness mm-hmm. and in other countries, like people wearing masks was a thing long before COVID and it's just, it was meant to help stop. So if governors have to explain that again and again, fine. I don't think it was a liberty issue. I don't think it was a detainment of your rights issue. I think it was just like, hold on, something is happening. Can't deny that. Let's see if we can at least minimalize this effect. I wouldn't be mad so. if they if we had to wear masks like in stores from now on because don't you just feel like a badass when you walk into a store <laughs> like a bandit? We talked bro? about that. We just I like being vigilant. It. It's so crazy. I love it. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's crazy. So incognito. I mm-hmm. I don't have to talk to people that I recognize if they look at me. That is good. Yeah, it, I know. It cuts down the little stupid ass chit chats oh, that, hey, that man, I don't I like seen so since much. High school. Yeah, there's a reason. Get away from me. I don't like. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually appreciate the 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 coverage because I do a lot of weird stuff with my mouth now. Like I catch myself just like behind my mouth, just all the time, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to break those weird. Twitch habits that I have behind my mask. Got to take gotta be careful though, because when you tell people to fuck off behind the mask, it, sometimes certain muscles of your face move, and people know what you're mm-hmm. that you're saying something, mm-hmm. and then they go, "What? what are you, are you saying?" No, I, I, I wasn't at I all. No, I wasn't. I, <laughs> I, my mouth was just twitching. No, yeah, my mask officially says "fuck off" on it, <laughs> and it works. Except people then tell me, "Oh, I really like your mask." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, if you don't get away from it? me, I'm going to burn down your house. I'm going to follow you home, and I'm going to burn down your house. <laughs> I found it at an antique shop, funny enough. Just like, wow. t- yeah, a little cloth fuck-off mask. So, yeah. Why was that in an Why was that in an It was in a store? locked case in an antique shop. Wow. And she wonders why she has problems. It's because she buys haunted shit. So do you think in like 50 or 60 years, masks will be... Sold in in places like that and antique shops and stuff like the cert like certain masks will be really sought after and oh have you like, thought about that like bro- oh <laughs> you know like old like gonna be like stuff from World Nike War One and two no is, like or like um, Hot Wheels like the Hot Wheels toys some of them like are collectors items yeah. is that what like, you yeah like was there yeah. some mask that was like only run like fit like a run of fifty or something and it was this special thing it's like an Decades from now, are they going to be oh, worth like thousands sure. of dollars if like, you have that mask? Well, because like you think of like, I think Chantel, that's like a fashion design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make masks, but because it's 
fashionable to wear nice name brand stuff. I'm sure somewhere or like Dior, they have like those museums where Mm -hmm. they only have like one of that item made for that decade and they're worth thousands of dollars. Maybe it'll be the fuck off mask that'll be worth like $10,000. I got 11, I got $11. I spent $11 on that thing, but it it was just too perfect. I was like, I can't pass this up. You know, what's really crazy to think about. So when you go to a museum now, it's all very like, you know, World War II stuff, you know, Nazis, you know, Berlin Wall, stuff like, when we're old and dying, what is going to be in our museums? It's going to be like, oh, this is part of Janet Jackson's outfit that got ripped off for Super Bowl 2004, whatever fucking year it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, here are the masks that uh, BTS wore during the pandemic in 2020. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really dumb. I, I think you're, I think you're thinking shit. about mainstream music things that will be in a museum to recommend, like to like, oh, like pop culture. Uh, yeah. I like if I, mean, I went like to Marilyn Monroe was pop culture. Well, Cause you compared it to like the Nazis in World War II yeah, and you're talking about like these museum. big time war pieces in those kinds of museums. And then you went to a pop culture reference and I'm like, ah, that's not what I'm, I don't yeah, think no, that's what I would No, it'd be more like see. a nine, nine 11, yeah. Piece of the of the building or something. Yeah, for our and new... And what else? Okay, that's so for, are we talking about for the past two decades or are we talking about the beginning of the century? Like from like 70 years from now, 50 years from now. So let's start it from Y2K. Well, I didn't know what Y2K was for the longest time. Still don't really understand it. Oh, it, it was a doomsday. We thought all the all all the electronics were going to shut down, and we weren't going to be able to. Yeah, use computers them were going to crash, and yep. which would shut down the grid, and then the, and yep. we'd be basically sitting all in the dark. Yep. No, at, no at water. No, no nothing. I, no money. Okay, so this is what I would think. It was pretty if scary. Our, like this is going to be like serious. So we're ready? Because I don't even know if I'm ready. I'm ready. You're not ready yet. Fuck. Let's do it. So seeing how things are going now, if I walked into a museum that was supposed to represent our era, Mm -hmm. 70 years from now, what would be in it? I would say I think there would be um, a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff. Because since that's the biggest political movement right now, one of the Mm -hmm. biggest political movements, I think there's going to be what happened 10 years because of Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. I think that piece is going to be in a museum somewhere. I also go with 9-11. 9 mm-hmm. I be think 9-11 would be in there. I think 70 years from now, they're going to talk about the change in um, our political system regarding, you know, police brutality and whatnot and how it hopefully, you know, like changed for the better. Our crime rates went down, our prison, you know, amount of people we have in prison like went down stuff like that i would hope we're talking about like societal issues this is what i would think would be in a museum they're also going to have the video of when kanye interrupted taylor swift to say that beyonce had the greatest mm -hmm. music video and they probably would because that was huge that was watched by how many people (laughs) you know the the um, i gotta interrupt you was the church in paris Burning. Oh, what yeah. Is that? yeah, yeah. That's the, a really good uh, one. Notre Dame. Um, the, Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burning. Oh, so you got um, something in your mouth? Notre Dame. Okay, I'm trying <laughs> to chew on this chicken nugget. No. You sound like a dog who's got peanut butter on the roof of his mouth. <laughs> no, I, I feel like that w- that should be in there too. But I'm just thinking about like American influences. What about mm. around the world? You know, because we haven't hit America. World. Okay, we don't care about what's yeah. happening. Around well, you the world. you brought up like Vietnam and like we were there, but those weren't just our wars. Those involved you know other countries, obviously. Is that I you talked about Nazism? I think that's one of the only wars America's ever lost. It it was a tie. 
Mm. Mm. I think we lost that one. Yeah. But it all like the Vietnam War, as awful as it was, we were able to like see how guerrilla warfare, you know, was how beneficial it was for the Vietnamese to use because they knew that area and then they realized we can't keep, you know, having war on ground anymore. And it's like yeah, you have the light smart. like like missiles and war force That is true, that was sort of the last ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ground uh, combat because then we had like the cold war and everything and then like now they just do it from a room somewhere else and yep boom now they got some mm-hmm. kids playing video games but they're yeah. actually killing people mm-hmm. yeah it's like war. i'm not vietnam the vietnam war it was i can't okay so i was deployed in a combat zone and even i just don't ever want to talk about the vietnam war with vietnam vets because it's so terrible what they went through oh, yeah. awful but i'm just glad that that's over. Like we don't. We need to have drafts. I don't think. I don't think we need to have drafts for stuff like that. No. no. I don't know. why I went on that rant, but you know, whatever. <laughs> you just wanted to bring the whole thing down, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> just want to watch the whole. That's thing That's normally brand. what I do when Nick's here and they're two up. <laughs> I'm that weight. Yeah, she's like, hey, you guys know how you're trying to be funny. You're not. Shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna make it real serious, real quick. <laughs> but anyway, back to the museum idea. I don't know. I don't want to talk about history stuff anymore. Okay. I'm um I'm bumming myself you, out. You know what would be in it? That new instrument or that instrument that's like woo you 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 you. What the theremin? fuck are you talking about? Is that theremin? Yeah. Is that with what the, it is? With the, the with your hand movements? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like that would be because all of the instruments that we play are like hundreds of years old or been like in the med- like we're di- like made in the middle medieval ages and you know developed. Yeah, but the theremin, theremin is not was, new, new, no, is it's not it? New. No, oh. um, I didn't see it that yeah, so much. It's been around is for a really? while. It just didn't get much attention because it's fucking weird. Actually, no, <laughs> I think it was prior to the fifties. Even I, I want to say that that was used in a lot of the movie sound effects in like the thirties. Let us. Wow, I suck. I Lord. did not know that. Oh yeah, I. Google. I, I let's thirties, forties. I think. How old is it? Oh my god, I'm gonna be in patented the device in nineteen twenty eight. Ah. I did not know that. Leon, can you guess what his last name is? Theremin. How do we have guessed so, that? Because that's what the instrument That's, that's also what it's called, a theremin. Oh, I see. I, and I want to say all the sci-fi movies in like the 40s, yeah. 50s, 60s is, is that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I hear the sound, but mm-hmm. for some reason it took me a long time to realize that this was the instrument that made the sound. Well, well, yeah. I think only in recent times have people started using it as an in modern music. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah. and that's I think that's how I'm thinking of it. Like I yeah. don't think or consider it a modern instrument. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was ever like used in a in a music creating context. Yeah. that's until like a, more recently. Yeah, that's like all the there's a bunch of super unique weird instruments that were made and designed specifically to make sc- scary noises for horror movies. Oh yeah, like. Yeah. I've seen some weird, like, it was just, like, this weird bowl thing that you just have to, like, rake this thing across, and it makes the noise of when somebody, I don't know. Open it's the creepy gate or something? Re- it's something, it's it's an interesting thing to Google, is, like, the, the instruments that they use to make scary noises in movies, because they're so weird looking. Mm-hmm. It's like, who, who, yeah. who thought that stuff that was- you wouldn't normally think yeah. of, yeah. And if you heard it outside of the context- you wouldn't you wouldn't think of it. Yeah. I would I would never have guessed that the noises I hear in scary movies were made by actual physical things. Yeah. I thought it was just something like they made on a computer. Weird stuff. But um so let me uh let me pick your brain about what's what's one of the uh 
main inspirations for your uh, your um, damn it? I almost <laughs> I keep <laughs> wanting to say bagel, but that's not right. I wish it was bagel. <laughs> But yeah, you're playing vertigo. What was the main inspiration for like your writings? Is it kind of just um, a here and there kind of thing, or do you have like a one driving idea? That's the album, the EP, as you say. It's hard to. I don't know, really. It, um, there's with instrumental music. I think song titles end up being a big deal of it because you don't have lyrics to right. to take you on any kind of like mm-hmm. mental, you know, thing. So I try to come up with song titles that set up a a visual idea. Right. Mm-hmm. So the song titles so far are kind of based in sort of conspiracy nice. and um, a little bit of more space. So those two things. So, you know, the, the first track we did was, was, I called it The Fall of Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. The second one, well, Joe, Joe wrote the second one, so it's kind of outside the theme, but he called it God Spirit. And it, that was a Jewish, some Jewish thing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. Some Jewish the, thing. At I least he's know. honest. The I don't third, know. The, <laughs> I love it. The third single that just came out with Derek Sherinian on it is called Demon Haunted World. And that is uh, the Carl Sagan book. Nice. Um, and then the, the song I'm working on right now is called Majestic 12, which that is hey. sort of a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Of, have you heard of that? The, mm-hmm. the, the, the guys in the alien. Yeah. Um, is this like that gray thing that you were talking about? The what? What is the Majestic 12? Because I hear you talk to me about so many conspiracies. It's going to be hard to kind of explain it. Um, They're they're essentially like the, I mean, I shouldn't say like because the men in black aren't really real. Some people would say that men in black are tulpas. Men in black don't exist until humans Mm -hmm. believed in men in black and then they appeared. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, the Majestic Twelve is basically they're like the, the uh, the Men in Black that help cover things. Yeah, up. they sort of like have, I don't know if they have powers, but they sort of have the ability to sort of change the course of, of what people believe okay. about what's happened. So, um, um, says by limiting information, the, part, partly allegedly, or, just, or fully changing, you know, fully changing the reality of it. Allegedly, according to this description, the organization is claimed to be the codename of an alleged secret committee of scientists, military leaders, and government officials formed in 1947 by an executive order by U.S. President Harry S. Truman to facilitate recovery and investigation of alien spacecraft. That's kind of a vague... If you look a little deeper into it, oh, it gets it gets a little more. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that was the introductory like, sentence. There's yeah. tons, tons yeah. history. Yeah, there's tons of stuff. But and then the final track is going to be called the Lucifer Telescope, which is also Hail a conspiracy. Satan. What is that? Yeah, what's a Lucifer? S- supposed, telescope? Supposedly, the Vatican had this telescope that could see aliens. That 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 they had they had an eyeball on aliens. They they could. They knew exactly what, where they were, what they were doing, you know, through this special telescope, and it was called. I don't know why it was called the Lucifer Telescope, but well, it's because that, yeah. anything that's not human is the de- is the devil's yeah. work. Yeah. Hmm. So that's an interesting rabbit hole to go down if you want to read about that. Too. Some people would say that there are aliens living amongst us, because some of them just wanted to live on Earth. They don't mean anybody harm. They just like how humans live their lives. And I think just, aliens. I totally do. Oh, I totally. I think insects are fucking alien. Bro, I I totally. Yes. Do. I 
crabs yes. and things in the in the ocean and insects. Look at those fuckers, Bro, man. There's no, they are to- They're not. They're not from this planet. I <laughs> totally can be sold on the idea that bugs are aliens yep. and that they are only here to do recon on humans <laughs> because there's bugs everywhere at all times. There yeah. is nowhere on this planet that you could go that there isn't a bug. They're everywhere. See, They're even on your skin. I would only agree with that if we didn't need bugs to survive. Well, it's all part. I think it's part of survival and whatnot but no, i do think the origin I, some of, it. of the bugs no the i mean because like when you say aliens i'm going to assume that they're a foreign entity they're from another planet mm-hmm. and that like thinking of an alien coming here we were already existing and they just kind of fit into us you know what well, i mean but the thing is we need bugs of all kinds to to even survive if we didn't have bees like what the fuck uh, you there know, have been different be types bees? of humans on this planet Maybe we don't even know like what would have happened. Well, we I mean, bugs there's... at all from the beginning, like ants. Like if we didn't have ants or even spiders, like every ecosystem relies on many billions of bugs. If we didn't have those bugs, those ecosystems would fall. We would fall immediately. Gone. I wouldn't say immediately. I'm, I would say absolutely immediately. We saw instantaneously. How... If In- all bugs disappeared, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it takes a minute for things to starve, right? <laughs> yeah. At least thirty days. How do you know that? Because that's how long it takes for your body to that's eat your itself. body. That's okay. your body. So you what think if every bug? The, the, there are some animals that wouldn't die right away, but I mean, because there's certain bugs that keep predators out of our houses, away from our kids. There's certain yeah, bugs that true. keep other bugs from eating our, our, not eating or like stabbing our animals and our livestock. And there's certain bugs that eat other bugs that keep us from losing our crops. Right, but I don't think it would be an instantaneous thing. I do agree that there would be a would, sizable there, yeah, uh, destruction, not uh, sure it would be instant. but I don't think it'd be instant. Maybe not five-minute instant, but I would certainly take maybe a day. He was thinking like immediately. Thanos snapped him, and now everybody dies. It's like, oh, I'm going to take a couple days at least for people to be like, I can't find my food. You know what's even weirder to think about? Everything you are. There's like a billion pieces of you. Mm-hmm. Like You're not just one thing. You're like a billion things put together. I had a bat in our house the other the other night, what? two <laughs> nights ago. Never had a like a bat, full on bat, mm-hmm. flying around the fucking living room. I like animals, you know. I didn't want to kill it. it. I didn't want to shoot it. You but shouldn't shoot like, a gun in your house. <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not good for the decor. But no, I didn't know how I was going to deal with that. I was like, Is it still there? I, no, I, it's, oh, okay. it's a, I, But it's like that tests your man card, man. Because I don't like I don't like bugs. I don't like rodents. I don't like slithering shit i don't like any of that but this thing was just flying around the, it's intimidating it's small thing. And i'm like quick. oh my god and it looked i mean it wasn't a tiny bit it was good size i mean it looked like a bird flying around the fucking living room and i'm like what am i gonna do i would throw my cat at it if i'm being completely the cat honest. the cats were going for it but they weren't <laughs> I, we've got two bengals and one of them Ooh, got nice. about this high and almost got it Ooh. because it went swooped down and it almost got it that would have like been so easy Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn it, um, Kitty, you let me down. But I'm like, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna? Because I wasn't. I'm not gonna go up and just grab this thing because I don't no. have the balls to do that. I'm not getting bit by a bat. Yeah, but then you might have got superpowers. Maybe Batman. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, Morbius, the new Jared Leto. Luckily, it, it kind of it was it was on the this thing over the window and it kind of flopped down and stuck to the curtain. Yeah. And that was my opportunity because I had this, this like net thing. It's like you have a net. Yeah, it was, get it's it? like need, for, uh, we have water tanks outside, so we oh, use it for like okay, okay, okay. scooping shit out of the yep, water yep, tank. Yep. Um, 
so I got that, and then I got a like a lid of a plastic box or something, and I got it, like you know, you trapped it, it in there, and then ran it out, threw it out. <laughs> that was my good evening the other night. Hmm. I'm sorry that happened because now I bet your evenings are really boring now. Yeah, well, I I had to nail up the the little attic door. We have a little attic door in the <laughs> in the ceiling, and it was it was hanging down about two inches. Yeah. So I went up there and I screwed that fucker up. So there's no gap to the attic now. So. You should put a sign on the other side that said "Humans Only." <laughs> this is a Ozzy Osbourne house. lives here. I was just thinking that I was like, did he get like a twitch in his like <laughs> in his face, thinking, "Oh, I should do this for like, like damn it, Ozzy Osbourne man." Now, before we. Uh, I actually felt kind of bad for that bat, though. I was like, damn. Yeah. I didn't feel bad at all. He was not wanted. Yeah, he mm-hmm. doesn't want to be in there. There's no, there's no, there's I nothing know, in I there meant, for like, him. I wouldn't, like, if your story had ended and somehow the bat had died, I would have been sad. I Just didn't want that. Because of going I, to, like, caves and stuff. Yeah. You know? I actually uh, cared about it a little you know bit. How the bat I, I threw the net down. out the front door, literally threw it. And then I kind of felt bad. I'm like, shit, what if it was still in the net and it hit the cement? <laughs> oh. And then it was like out there in the like net, all fucked up. But it wasn't. It, it yeah. got out of there. So, I know I've seen a lot of videos of like, I don't know if it's at like weddings or whatever, where people will let the birds go <laughs> and <they'll> throw <laughs> the bird up, and it doesn't fly, and it's plop yeah. dead on the ground. Like, oh, that's what Alice Cooper did with the chicken. Yeah. That's the infamous chicken story. He killed he, a chicken uh, accidentally. You don't know the chicken story? Uh, no, I know the Ozzy Bat story, wow. but I don't think I know about the Alice chicken story. Well. <laughs> Back in the day, people would always bring goofy shit to concerts and like throw. You know, that's how Paid bad ended show, up on. You're gonna with get Ozzy. it. <laughs> well, in Toronto, somebody threw a chicken. Yeah. On stage. Mm-hmm. How they? How, how do you get a chicken that's, through the turnstile and into? You know how? How do you? Whatever. But it ended up on stage, and and Alice Cooper picked it up, mm-hmm. and like he's like, well, "What do I do with this?" So he threw it <laughs> what out. Do I do with this chicken? He thought that chickens flew. <laughs> Oh, and he threw it. He, he threw it into the pit. Oh no! And it went right into the crowd, and then the crowd just ripped it apart. Yeah, like tore it, like, and then threw pieces of it back up. And, and then, of course, it was in the press that he killed a chicken. On hey, stage Alice Cooper sacrificed a chicken. That to the was kind of how he. I don't want to say broke, but that's kind of how he like became infamous. Yeah, because that was before. They had a hit song or anything, mm. so that kind of killing the chicken actually sort of made their, you know, career. And it just goes really to say, there's no morbid. such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. I would have been. That's what that's what Frank Zappa told him, who was yeah. sort of looking over the band at the time. He said, "Don't don't say, you know." He said, "Let that publicity go." Oh yep. my god! Let you that know, build let a it, legacy yep. for you. Yep. You don't have to do shit. Yep. Yeah, I still would have been like, if I would have been on that stage and I saw my fans doing that, I would have been incredibly disappointed. You just tore apart an animal alive. Yeah. Right in front of me. I would have been. <laughs> What's the bat story again? I know he ate like Ozzie. a bat. It was supposed to be a fake bat, wasn't it? He thought it was a fake bat. Yeah. And then he he bit the head off of a real bat and it died, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> How did he... Can they live without a head? <laughs> Chickens do it for a couple <laughs> seconds. How did he feel about that again? Was he like, did he start vomiting? I would have started. At that time, I think Ozzy was 90% drugs and 10% yeah. human. So I don't think it even registered. Yeah. I think I think he's probably done interviews after, afterwards where he was just like, yeah, I didn't really think about it until I was yeah. like, oh, that's blood. And he's yeah, like, he thought it was whatever. like, he was, it was a funny thing. Like mm-hmm. he would bite a rubber bat and like, you know, but it wasn't. But that's, Who decided it was okay to bring a real bat? I don't know how. How, how could how you mess that up? Yeah. 
I know from dealing with the one I dealt with, they're not the easiest thing to carry around. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm not, so, yeah, I don't know either. I don't. Maybe it was like, I don't know. I maybe have no drugged idea. It. Yeah, I was going to say maybe it was tranquilized or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like whoever gave him that bat had to like do like a background check on that bat, like make sure it had all its shots before giving it to a, like, a famous person. Well, that was the, that's why he had to get the um, rabies. Yeah, because he did. They didn't. Oh, know. they didn't yeah. do that. He, did, oh, they, he left the, the show rabies. and had like all those rabies <laughs> injections <laughs> jammed in his chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say I was gonna say I don't think was it seventies. I, like, I don't think seventies. Uh, that was eighty two. Eighty two. Yeah. So like, I don't think anyone's doing background checks on on uh, bats that they found. But you know what I, I mean know. by like just making sure that it's like a healthy animal or at least yeah. a dying animal that doesn't have any diseases. But then Ozzy didn't learn from that. He did it with a dove. Yeah. <laughs> He did it with a bird? He did it with a bird. <laughs> he just, stop putting uh, shit in your yeah, mouth. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Ozzy can get away with things because he is a madman. He, yeah. he, he a never madman. outgrew that toddler, that infant stage where you like they use their mouth to like test shit out. He never outgrew that. He has to have something. He also snorted ants. Yeah. He needs yeah. to leave other animals alone. No, listen, let Ozzy do his thing. fuck with humans. He, leave uh, animals alone. Let it, I mean, he's not doing those things anymore. I think no. Ozzy's on his way out, but. Yeah, he, I think Ozzy will be our next. I think so too. Uh, I think he's going to be the next casualty. one to go. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. I my but a buddy of mine wanted me to go see him a couple. I think it was like last year. It was before the pandy, and I was like, I just don't know if that's the last. I don't know if that's the first and last thing I want to see. Yeah. I think I really enjoy the Ozzy that I know from yeah. you know Rumors MTV or just the yeah. radio or and records he or whatever. Sound good anymore. Yeah, he and that's and that's what I did. I looked him up on YouTube. I was like, okay, um, he's I know he's old. He's not going to be great, but let's. How bad is he going to be? And it wasn't good. I was like, bro, that's not yeah. what I want to go. With. I don't want to yeah. see him like that. Mm. So. Yeah, and they're talking about him still going out, like when things open up. Yeah, he's, he's right. I'm like, record. he's in bro, worse bro. health than he was before. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, man, let him go. Let him I, retire. I think he's one of those people that, like, if we just let him keep working, he'll live forever. But yeah. as soon as we tell him he stops, that's, that's when he's going to die. That's probably true. That's yeah. He probably wants die. to do the Lemmy thing and, like, die while he's on tour, you know, yeah. like, literally <laughs> mid while he's playing. Mid yeah. hot barking at the moon. He's going to fucking croak. <laughs> That'd be a badass way to go out, though. Um, so before we wrap this up, let me ask you, is there any one thing you'd like to talk about that we didn't talk about, that didn't come up organically? Because uh, as I'm sure you noticed, we jumped around a lot. Well, we did, and that was actually what was cool about it. Um, this podcast is sponsored by ADHD, mm-hmm. unknowingly. They mm-hmm. don't pay us, but we promote them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I had to think about that for a second. I don't know what happened. <laughs> my favorite things to talk about are music and myself, so I don't know. I, I guess we've... We've done that. We've done both of the things. We've done a little bit of both of that. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. You will have to shoot me some classical things to to check out. Classical things. Um, Because I, I'm, I mean, I like classical music. I'm mm -hmm. into classical music, but it's such a vast, like, ocean. Absolutely. And then who do, you know? It's not like if you want to listen to Megadeth, you go and listen to the Megadeth record. Mm -hmm. Because if even if you narrow it down to a person or a a composer, a composer yeah. or whatever. Then you've got all these different people take on it. Mm-hmm. this orchestra playing it, this right. London Philharmonic playing it. Right. This is it. You know, you do want it on you know, piano concerto. So I, I've asked a couple, like you know, other people too that kind of know more about it, and they've, mm-hmm. they've steered me in the right direction. But that's kind of the nice thing about classical music is that. 
as a, like as musicians we're all trained to be perfectionists and to like play the music the way the music is supposed to be written yeah so there's not really room when it comes to like playing specific composer sheet music you know for like a spot of individual like flair yeah so you there's not pl- it's got to be exactly like you know big time classical musicians that you know play and they're very very good and they have their own style but they still play the music the way the music yeah. is supposed to be written yeah so i just don't know where to start with a lot of it it's well like, i'm what i meant by that because you're you're bringing up like there's so many people's different takes like different orchestras playing it because classic music has to be played the way that it's written classical orchestras and symphonies have to play the music the same way even if it's you know different orchestras but huh. it's mostly like being able to get a specific orchestra it's okay Imagine your favorite guitar player playing one of your favorite songs. John Mayer. <laughs> playing Slow Dancing in a Burning Room. Okay. So for me, it would be really, really exciting to hear like the London Philharmonic play, I don't know, the theme to Superman. I can't even think of how that goes. You know? And yeah. that but the th- and the thing is like some people have taken their own takes on it and added a little bit more, but then no then obviously, you know, John Williams isn't a classical you know, composer. He's, you know, from the... Is that the dude who did Jurassic Park? Yeah. Okay. You know, he's like a movies composer. Yeah. But I'm just going to use him as an example. Um, Like, people have taken the Superman theme and put a spin on it, and in regards to that, not being classical music, but in regards to that, that's really cool, and I have a lot of people I can, you know, put you, you know, push you forward to. Yeah. I'm, like, just struggling to put words together today. I don't know what happened. It's all right. I've got enough drugs in. Well, what was it that I said earlier? Mm. You said, "Hey, is your back hurt?" And I said, "No, I've got more drugs in me than Michael Jackson's final moments." I, like, I called bullshit I on that one that. though, because he was still mm-hmm. able to stand. Yeah, yeah, but that's all allegedly, because we don't know that he's actually dead. No. Did you see a body? Did you see a body? I didn't. No. They showed a car that his body was in. I don't know. I just don't believe it. Which sucks. I wish Prince wouldn't have died. Didn't he? He didn't want to be frozen. Did he? Who? MJ? Michael Jackson. Well, I don't know. The cryogenics. He, he seems like the kind that would go for that. I feel like. I mean, he he had enough money. He probably could have done anything. He probably could have had his head cut off and severed and saved until. Don't they have the brain of Einstein? It's at Carnegie or something or Stanford or some famous Ivy League university has Einstein's brain as an exhibit piece. Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't think, well, I mean, it is kind of cool, but I don't think you can reboot a brain once it's been dead. I think once it's off for a certain amount of time, I think all the memory gets deleted, and then it's just a mass of flesh. I don't think it's, I don't think it does anything anymore. I think you're right. I don't, yeah, I don't think, I think it's pretty safe to assume that. You don't think it's stored in there like a... No, I think it. I think mm-hmm. I think for a little bit, because you can be dead for so long yeah. before, and then you turn back. But I think after a certain amount of time, all the memory just starts getting dumped. And then I wonder if you could load it up with new stuff, though. Could you recycle a brain? Imagine. Okay, we're getting way off topic now. If we're gonna start <laughs> talking about neurodevelopment, we need to end uh, this. Imagine <laughs> you got a brain transplant, right? Your body was mangled in a horrific. Theremin accident, and yeah. <laughs> you your brain still works, but your body doesn't. So they're like, "Hey, 
we got this kid who's brain dead, but his body's still good. Imagine having your consciousness put into another brain. Do you think that would be... One, can that work? No. Two, what would it be like if it could work? They've only had one brain transplantation. One successful one? I don't believe that it was, but I can't quite remember. The person would be insane. I I actually would agree with that, yeah. I think they... Because you would have to re... Because... You you feel your feelings in your body the way that your body is built. If you took all that understanding and put it into a different vessel, it, it'd be it would feel things Cons- and hear things and smell things totally different. Well, it's not even I, that. I it, it, it would different. probably be different with every person. You'd I, either die immediately, mm-hmm. you'd either be insane, or you'd be this like super messed up situation because it has to depend if your body is even compatible with that specific organ because your brain is an organ people like to forget that and we have issues with just kidney transplants of being rejected because of a previous host's history Mm -hmm. with that organ so i do not think a brain i don't think that transplant would be possible but the brain has a wicked ability of being you know having plasticity as its power source you lose the ability to have one arm but somehow you're able to speak another language in 2017, the world's first human head transplant successfully performed on a corpse. Mm-hmm. So you can apparently but cut off the they, head. They, and they didn't it. go work at Starbucks, though. I mean, no, it said they, cor- might it said, <laughs> they, might they said corpse. It wasn't alive yeah, yeah, yeah. in the yeah. end. So they got a heartbeat or something out of yeah. it. Yeah. Have you guys ever? Oh God, I'm jumping all around to the dark shit that I know about. Have you guys ever seen the video of the Russian scientist who took a dog's head and hooked up like? Where the blood would go and put a attach it to a car battery and brought it back to life and it was just ahead and you can see like panting and blinking and like looking around. Yeah, I think I did. It was alive for like three minutes. Hmm. Wild. I wouldn't recommend watching it. But it's really really sad. Yeah, well, because you're talking about interesting like, but sad. Putting on like a brain into another area or trying to keep a brain alive or reactivating a brain like. You need to have neuronal like connection, mm-hmm. so you need some sort of electric imp- electrical impulse to get that movement going. Obviously, yeah. you need like oxygen and blood mm-hmm. flow and everything else that goes into that. What about the humunculus videos? See those? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm, guy, I, I immediately went to Full Metal. But exactly same. Where where it shows the um, the results of putting human seed into the, an egg. Oh, hybrid And then things, watching yes. what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm totally, I've... It's a little weird. I mean, it's a little bit of a letdown, but some of it's pretty weird. I mean, Because right. they show time lapse of what happens a little bit. Uh, shit does grow. Yeah. It's, you know, a, mm-hmm. there is a living thing that happens. To a certain degree, a lot of our components are compatible. It's just at a, then there reaches a point where it is no longer I yeah. know right now there's a big surge in um, what do they call it lab grown meat. So it is <laughs> it's made from like the DNA of like cows or pigs or chickens or whatever, but they just make it without the creature ever being alive. They just make the meat. So there's no suffering. There's no hey, you got to live your life in a cage. They can just make meat. I like the idea, but I don't know. What- it's, it's, it sounds kind of gross. It's making me feel kind of weird. It's going to yeah. be the new thing, I'm telling you. It's not I, mean, I don't like be the idea me. of slaughtering, of slaughtering mm-hmm. animals to eat because I do like meat quite a lot. But mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of the slaughter and yeah. the way they're treated and whatnot. So that that's kind of I would rather just give, kind of appealing. I'd rather just give up meat at that point. I'll eat fish. I can't, though. I try. Fish is meat, you <laughs> dingus. <laughs> but they're not growing fish in a lab? Well, they? No, They'd because be fish easier. are gross. 
You would think it would be easier, right? Probably. To grow fish. Because yeah, there, there's less to it. Is there less to it? Marine biology, I don't really know anything about. I don't know. Fish I are basically just swimming spines. <laughs> well, I mean, really. I mean, you're not wrong. I yeah. mean, when you when you like gut a fish, I don't, I mean, rip out the spine and everything, but there's so much other stuff in their anatomy for sure. And fish are pretty fucking, like, I hate fish, but they're weird and diverse. And the deeper down you get into the water, yeah. the stranger they get. I don't know. A barracuda is pretty funky looking. I mean, it's just a, it's just a fucking spiky tube. That's all it is. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I don't see spiky tubes. <laughs> They're fucking scary. Uh, well, I was gonna say I don't see spiky tubes on land, but I was like, have you ever been to a sex shop? Not a barracuda. <laughs> I'm thinking of a northern pike. Northern pike you can find oh. around here, and those things are fucking scary. Those yeah. those things are obnoxious. Yeah. That's like a real villain right there. Fuck fish. But man, like an angler fish. Bro, why does that exist? We or there, there's like the the one big uh big eel one where its jaw instead of opening instead of just opening up up and down like ours, it also opens up left and right, so it's like a big parachute, and then it just absorbs things. Whole. Yeah, just swims right into. Yup, you just fucking and you're eating. Do fish drink water? I'm sure they consume <laughs> something that they need that would replace wh- how we need water. Does that make sense? They don't need to stay hydrated. They, no, they like, don't I have mean, a problem with but that. But you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. need water to survive. They need something of, of, of absolute importance. So I think they need water like we need oxygen. I'm not the only one who's ever asked this, apparently. <laughs> do fish drink water? Do fish drink water? Fish do absorb water through their skin and gills in a process called osmosis. Mm-hmm. They don't drink it. They just absorb it just like we absorb sunlight through our skin true like vitamin c and stuff we we need it so yeah it was pretty much what i just said weird different role fish can all get fucked hey but we need marine life too we didn't have marine life we'd be fucked i don't need marine life that'll have to be the next planet vertigo song Fish osmosis. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I don't need marine life. I, I don't need marine life is the new single. I was like, I like this. All right. Well, um Yeah, I wish I had shows to promote. I, I know, I, right? I don't really. So um just right. the music that's that's coming out mm-hmm. one by one, you know. Where can the people, the listeners, the likers, the lovers, where can they find and follow? Uh I don't want you to find me. I I want you to leave me alone. Actually, well, it's almost like you're part of the show because that's how I that's how um, we end the show. <laughs> the, the Planet Vertigo stuff is uh, you know on everything on the, all the streaming. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you do distribution, distribution, it they can just take care of it for you. So I mean, it, wherever anybody's going to listen to it, it's mm-hmm. it's on there. Are you using DistroKid or something? Uh, I'm using CD Baby. Well, the first two singles I use CD Baby. Yeah. The third one I I'm trying this place called United Ma- this thing called United Masters. Yeah. Just an easy thing on you know on the phone or whatever mm-hmm. to you know they they have a paid a paid subscription that's 100% royalty and then there's a, a less you know a, like a free distribution thing and they they take like 10%. So, I mean, 10% of almost nothing is almost nothing, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that, I mean, I'm going to see how that goes through United Masters, but um, I'm planning to do, once I have all the songs together, a physical release, because I still like CD, you know, I yeah. still like to have that. I keep CDs in my car, and these are like my prized possessions. I don't have any way to play it, but I mean, it's just, I know. Oh, you don't you have know, CD player in your car? I, I don't. 
I, well, actually, I do. The, this this vehicle, I do, but for a long time, my, my car didn't even have one. And um, I, I don't have one at home, except for, I, I think I packed it away. It's probably in the attic. So, I mean, I always listen to earbuds and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, streaming. Uh, I'm mad. I bought way. the Lil Wayne No Ceilings mixtape that he released for Record Store Day. And my car doesn't have a fucking CD player. Ugh. And I don't own a CD player. Yeah. I have a record I, player and a TV. And that's it. Yeah, I, I, I try to buy physical stuff for artists I really like and really yeah, want to support. Same. Even if I just throw it in the drawer and don't do anything with it, I, I like to have, mm-hmm. you know, from certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all out there. The Dark Trilogy stuff is all out there. Same same thing. Um, the Dark Trilogy stuff is actually, you can buy that. I've actually got a little, like, web store thing that is... Uh, it's either bigcartel.darktrilogy.com or darktrilogy.bigcartel. I don't remember, but it's one or the other. You can find it. Um, and that's I might shift that over and sell the Planet Vertigo stuff there too, maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe just change the name. I don't know. But Darktrilogy.bigcartel.com. Yeah, there you go. CDs, shirts, and all that stuff there. Hell yeah. Are you uh, trying to get, are you going to have, well, I assume you probably wait till you have a physical for the mm-hmm. conspiracy. You're going to have some sweet merch? Uh, I plan to, yeah. I see what I'm trying to do. Foil with- hats so nobody gets sucked <laughs> into the Majestic 12. <laughs> God, that's a pretty good idea to have, like, have some kind, something in the packaging that, that's that's conspiracy. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like, the, oh, the yeah. idea I've had for a while and I just haven't. That'd make you a whole new music genre though. Do you want the responsibility of like conspiracy metal? Conspiracy oh, metal, shit, yeah, dude. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, please. Wow, that's conspiracy actually... <laughs> metal. That's badass, dude. Tune Junkie fully metal. endorses conspiracy Bro. metal. Founded here by a Clint Bagel. Man, that's not that's not a bad idea, dude. I'm Anyhow, so <laughs> we just all got blown away. Conspiracy metal. I actually wanted to tie this if I do this physical release, tie it into a uh, fundraising kind of thing because oh, nice. that's one thing I haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I'd like to do some sort of an animal fundraising. I don't know how to tie it. if it would be like um, like a pet refuge thing mm-hmm. or like a for like an animal society yeah. thing or something like that. Or, yeah. We know a guy know. who puts on shows like that. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Um, actually. We are actually, we're co-hosting the exact thing that you're talking about. We're co-hosting a fundraiser in August that goes to the Humane Societies here in St. Joe. Wow. And I wonder if I, yeah, that that would be, because that's kind of what I'd like to do is, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I figure if I tie in multiple things, because like, just a CD release, so you've got a few people that care and mm-hmm. then, you know, whatever. But if, I think if you add something to it that that people get for their money. Yeah. A cause they can rally. The, you know, mm-hmm. who doesn't like, you know, who doesn't want to support animals, right? So I think that's a good, mm-hmm. I mean, a we good can, thing to maybe we try. We can talk afterwards. Mm-hmm. I can get you in contact with this guy. Yeah, yeah. And sure. something where, like, if you buy the, the CD, it's a certain donation mm-hmm. amount. Mm-hmm. If you buy the package with the shirt and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other, that it's a certain donation amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's probably a good way to get the music out there to more people mm-hmm. like it's and already, do something like, good. an event. Mm-hmm. Like he's already got the event. So it's a show. It's a show that all the proceeds specifically for. He okay. specifically puts on shows that are for causes, whether it's like mm-hmm. a women's shelter. And it's already like uh, gonna happen. It's mm-hmm. a done deal. Yeah, he's. I he's, mean, this this one particular show we're talking about. Yeah. But he does. He does. He was doing them like he regularly every other, does fundraising. Every, yeah, okay. Regular. This is mm-hmm. his gig. Yeah, and I just think that's kind of a, a good idea. Something I I haven't done before. I've never tied a 
project into a fundraising thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems like a good way to get more people inter- interested mm-hmm. in it, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> a lot of different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ways to just get people to listen to the shit, you know? Because it's harder and harder. I mean, you are you definitely got a sweet spot with the conspiracy metal now because with Netflix and all Man. the streaming sites, everybody wants to know what's been hidden. I wow. hope you know that I'm only going to refer to you now as conspiracy metal. Okay, well, that that's fine. That's fine. cool. I love that. I, I'd probably have to incorporate... I'd have to get a vocalist and incorporate. I mean, I don't think I could do it instrumentally. I mean, what you could do is you could just use samples from I don't know, say Carl Sagan or that's the know, last song has a has a sample from the reading of um of Demon Haunted World. And, yeah, but it's it's just a beginning thing and then a thing at the end. Right. He could but pull it's, like a Sabaton thing where he just only sings or performs about specific conspiracies. You know, they just do specific war. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. heroes and stuff like that. He's got a song dedicated to Area 51, songs dedicated to the Sam Squanch, mm-hmm. songs dedicated to mm. what's another conspiracy that I really like? The Ranch. Ooh, wait. Uh, the Skinwalker oh, thing that you like? What's the What's the weather the weather thing? The, the, oh, like they control the storms yeah. and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. The what's satellite one. It's a big acronym, HARP, H A A R P. Oh yeah, yeah. HARP, the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. I actually do. I do have some samples of little things in there in the mm-hmm. music that mm-hmm. that kind of tie helps tie it in a little bit. There's the beginning of one of the songs. I I literally pulled up the the wiki definition for the word conspiracy, mm-hmm. and there was a couple different ones. It was the, the robotic chick saying it like you know that, yeah. there was two different Alexa. ones <laughs> and i i played them both at the same time and and they both were slanted a little you could tell the political slant on one mm-hmm. definition was a little bit on the right and the other political slant was a little on the left right and i played both of them talking at the same time and i panned one to the right speaker one to the left speaker oh that's cool depending on your your view of it mm-hmm. and that's how the song opens um like so yeah that. I, that's i might do that a little more i might try to dig up conspiracy samples and throw some more in there i have to give you a production credit i'll take it right i'll take it maybe just like a credit for proposing the idea of starting your own ge- like well, that's genre a, yeah conspiracy metal probably it, exists i'm probably gonna go home and research it and it's gonna already exist i Here, know I'll somebody you, somewhere's I'll already thought about it time. Fin- Let's see. finland you know or somebody's so you said got some it. word finland conspiracy <laughs> metal Those people in finland they're always getting the good stuff Conspiracy metal band? I didn't get it. Nothing. Nothing? All right. Nothing, bro. <laughs> Steal it. Steal it. It's from the Google. Take it. I'm on the, I'm on the, uh, what is it? The, uh, copyright. <laughs> He's like, tonight. I'm, I'm getting that LLC tonight, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Copyrights, um, what is it? In progress or something? What is it? People say like TM. Trademark oh, yeah. pending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trademark pending. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so you did 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 you you said you plugged all your your so oh mm-hmm. you said you didn't want people to find you but well, no they can find me I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's you'll find me I mean it, I'm on I got as much as I hate Facebook ugh, I'm on there I got rid of mine oh I want to get rid of it so bad you should get TikTok instead so bad <laughs> oh boy that's what I need yeah that's what you need in your life that's what's missing TikTok uh, I. I like Instagram a little better, so, you know, I'm trying to switch more over to doing that Mm -hmm. and leave Facebook alone, because God, what a pit of shit Facebook is. Facebook's a big drama, big drama pit, that's why I got I did delete the app, which was a step in the right direction. 
last year I was two or three times had my finger on the button mm-hmm. to delete the whole fucking thing. And I'm like, man, there's so many photos in there. There's so many videos yeah. in there. You big can, show, like big shows I've done that you know I don't want to, you know, lose. There's track a of. there's mm-hmm. an there's a set in settings you can download everything, all your pictures and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. There's like a way to pull it and then you can delete it. And then if you delete your Facebook, you can keep your messenger because that's what yeah. I do. Yeah, because I yeah. use Messenger all the time. I would just be worried like pulling all of the information off Facebook and then just having it on my computer, even putting it on an external hard drive because I've had computer crashes and lost yeah. valuable stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't even have a computer so. at home. I do everything. On, I got a tablet and a phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I have. Yeah. So, and I was, you know, I was really close to just getting rid of that shit. And I'm like, well, why, you know, but why would I get rid of it when it's not me that's, you know. The so, problem, yeah, or so that I, you have a problem. It's I, just, I basically, I just, I'm on there now. I, the problem is, is, I'm on there, but I don't follow anybody. I unfollowed everybody. No, <laughs> so when I go yeah. on there, I don't see, any, I see the same shit like over and over and over again because mm-hmm. I, I got rid of so many people because yeah. you know I just, I don't like. Dumb, My feed dumbness. was only ever the things I wanted to know, which was band news mm-hmm. and then like uh, news articles. Now it's mm-hmm. all That's like all band uh, group pages and stuff yep. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty much. I follow like anime groups, bunny groups, and then sometimes like Supernatural. I have like yeah. a Supernatural group that I follow, but I don't follow- like the show? The show yeah. Supernatural? Okay. Yeah. The- oh, I love the show. And, th- and that's primarily what my Facebook it. is. Oh, it, it I haven't got, finished it, the last season. It wasn't, I mean, it was good in the beginning and then it, yeah. it kind of petered out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was so good in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really loved it. Yeah. You haven't, oh, okay, I'm not gonna I've, say I've been actually keeping myself, like, you ever have a new show or a new movie come out and you just sit on the anxiety of not wanting to watch it, but wanting to see it really bad? That's me all the time. No. I wouldn't <laughs> watch, I, I wouldn't, I'm so nervous to see King Kong versus Godzilla. Like that new oh. movie. I haven't watched any of the trailers. I'm a huge Godzilla fan. I read about yeah. it and I don't think don't either, talk to me. I don't, don't think either one of us is going to be happy Shut about up. it. <laughs> I know it's not going to be. Yeah. You know like, the thing we wanted? It's not going to be that. Well, because there's humans I, in it. Well, I heard from the director that Godzilla's not the hero. That's okay. I don't no, want I, I know that for sure. I don't want King Kong to be the hero. I don't want King Kong to be the hero either. I just want King. less human plot line. Because but there's no way Kong time. is going to beat Godzilla. There's no way. Kong was always like the bad guy in the <laughs> old films, weren't they? We Wasn't never he? Know. We never know. <sighs> they they could th- always pull not some possible. shit. To just piss us all off so we talk about it for months. I mean, the radioactive breath. Oh, King Kong don't have. Hyper beam cannon or whatever. King Kong doesn't have. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, there's no fucking way. If we're really going to talk about this, Godzilla's good. He will light him on fire. He should. He He should. But that doesn't mean he's going to. It also depends on what Titans are on Kong's team versus Godzilla's team. And are there Titans in it? There's 17 Titans. Oh, see, I didn't. In the uh, in the outro, was it Skull Island? Mm -hmm. They show a bunch of news articles of scientists uncovering other monsters, or they're catching glimpses of other things that have finally. Or they're like. Well, that's kind of like what the last one was. Yeah, Yeah. huh? It's kind of like what the last one was, wasn't it? The last one had um, they had. Some what it's like cameos of yeah. old. They had Mothra. Titan. Mothra's a, one yeah. of the bigger named yeah. Titans, but there's technically seventeen of them. Yeah. Um, and we saw, I think, maybe five or six of them as mm-hmm. like th- at the end of the movie surrounding Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the theory is that some of the Titans are going to go with King Kong, and some of them are going to go with Godzilla, and they're going to go against each other. Battle Royale. It's going to be Avengers Endgame all over. Oh. But yeah, not I, Avengers Endgame, but um, what was uh. 
Civil War. That's Civil War. It was supposed to be the X Men against the Avengers, and then like <clears throat> mixed up a little bit because X Men versus Avengers in the comics. Yeah, oh. yeah. Like Wolverine Wait. went with. I think it was Wolverine went with Iron Man, and oh, what kind of dumb Titan would think that King Kong was better than Godzilla? A Titan that's never seen Godzilla. Well, it's not a matter of being better. It's a matter of who's the bigger badass. Mm-hmm. Right, but who think? Well, I guess yeah. If, if you King Kong's seen, the better one, but. What over Godzilla? The I mean, he's one. more agile. I mean, like he's a, he'd be a better he has, fighter. He has opposable thumbs, and we he's all know like, what that means. He's sort of he's more human-like. He's got emotions. He Godzilla's got big just brains. a big. But he, yeah. but Godzilla never. Whenever he comes face to face with humans, never goes after them. So is he really a predator? And they've already said he's not a predator for humans. He's like an apex predator for only other like creatures Mars, that consume yeah. radio. The, radi- um, the radi- radiation. radiation. Yeah, he only goes ever after, only ever fights them. But I don't think that Kong's not. So I feel a like there has to be some guy. sort of emotion in that because he doesn't ever, or maybe we're just too little that like we're like bugs. Yeah, so him. Godzilla's never hurt humans, and King Kong's never hurt humans. Right? You said he's a, well. You said he he has more emotion. He's more human. Right, but yeah. So I guess why are they fighting? I mean, Wait, why, why, what's the deal? I think that's what the movie's going to answer for There's us. no way <laughs> that neither one of them have n- never hurt anybody. I watched King no, like Kong when they come face trot to... through New York City. Somebody oh. died. No. Yeah, I saw Godzilla destroy a city. Somebody died. You know what I yeah. mean, though? Like, well, like, he's not, like, he's not a predator that hunts Oh, he doesn't humans. kill them on purpose. Yeah. They, they're it, just collateral Yeah, and when damage. he, like, rises up out of the ocean, it comes face to face with them on a submarine mm-hmm. after they basically gave him an energy drink. Right. He's just like, hey, what's up? Bye. Didn't he knew they were Thanks there? Thanks for the right cocaine, brother. Exactly, kind of. I definitely think Godzilla has a more unstoppable like firepower, but I definitely think King Kong would be a more agile fighter, and I don't think Godzilla's hyper beam cannon is going to do much. If no, you're right. That was the Godzilla problem. Godzilla can't with, move around fast enough. That was to the hit problem it. with Ghidorah because he has this, and then Ghidorah's got three heads, and they're like, "Oh, dodge!" <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> I loved King Ghidorah. He was amazing. Yeah. I regularly watch that movie. Yeah. The, I feel, what was it? It was the end of the last uh, Godzilla where he just he basically became like a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. He just powered up all his radiation and it fucking foreign. blew it up. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's got the the big move, but I just but the I thing feel is like that King Kong could just wait for that, like get close as soon as he's getting ready, to leave, and then when he's all drained, he fucking go and beat the shit out of him, curb stomp his ass. Well, that's what Ghidorah did, but it didn't work with Kong, like mm. or uh, not Kong, uh, Godzilla. What if Kong breaks King Godzilla's jaw like he did that T Rex on the Jack Black? I was King thinking Kong. that too, but and that's why I said opposable thumbs is where like King Kong's got the upper hand, but I think. Godzilla does too because he grabs onto shit all the time and that's what yeah. separates primates from other animals yeah. is our opposable thumbs yeah, literally Godzilla's arms are like three feet long this is true <laughs> but he still is able to do stuff with them true it me that God Godzilla seems like he's smaller does he not seem smaller skate and scale oh no Godzilla is like and that was the problem with the fans is that Godzilla is over, like taller than skyscrapers but Kong was only so Maybe why, why did they fuck with stories? the scale? He, he climbed the fucking Empire State Building. Yeah, yeah so and that's that was tiny. the big problem. Yeah. And the director talked about it and said Kong is going to be bigger. And they released like an egg about Kong sitting on an island that mm-hmm. is loaded with radiation. Plus, the Kong movie was taken in the 70s. The Godzilla movie is now. So that's 40 years oh, of development so for Kong to, to grow. grow. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. They, 
they're trying to make sure that we don't have those questions right so that the battle is more even and more true. likely but again i'm still going back to the huge godzilla bomb at the end but he only ever got there when the situation was the most dire and extreme and he was dealing with an alien yeah that's like his that's like his final move but i feel like that's a pretty good trump card like how no, is yeah, Kong it's pretty gonna good. Beat that i mean i don't know yeah. just uh do the thing that I think it's kind of like in in any main boss fight that you've ever fought in a video game. The 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 bad guy has got a big move. You got to go up close to him, fight him, fight him. And then as soon as he starts to do his big attack, you run away. He does the attack. He slows down. You rush in. You beat his ass. You get wait him to do it again. You run away. It's, but the, it's the I, same tactic. I always saw it differently because like every weakness is the breath before a dragon releases all the fire that's when they're the most weakest is when they're about like when they expose their chest they expose their mouth right before the flames come out mm -hmm. that's when you have to shoot them and that's when they die and then there's no fire yeah but that's too risky i'd rather wait till the fire is gone and then they have to recharge it because but they don't like that'd be uh, like me trying to fight somebody with a gun loaded in my face like ah yeah you still have to shoot that though like i don't want to be in the way of it. i'm gonna wait till you a have gun to loaded reload. in your face versus like a tank that's all built and everything and you, know, you have a wait. very small area where you can do it i'm gonna wait till they reload that's always when i attack reload but you have like armor all over your body there's only one time you're two hours later this is way too deep <laughs> That's not true. I've seen many dragon to die in the game Monster Hunter. That oh man, that movie was such a letdown. Of course Again, it was too much human. Of course too it much was. human plotline. You can't make a video game into a movie. It's not good. Name one good video game movie. Exactly. <laughs> there isn't one. Well, was it Resident Evil? I never played the Resident uh, Evil game. That's a damn good movie. I've seen all of those movies. So I would say the first one is good, just like, well. I like the later ones too, though. I don't know. I just feel like it was a dead. Like, I really wanted to enjoy Silent Hill. I like that movie just because it's creepy. Yeah, but, I like the creep factor. Yeah. Tr what, Triangle the, Head, Pyramid Head, whatever you want to call them. That one scene in that movie is badass with the, when, the, when the woman is burned. Yeah. I'm thinking of the right movie, right? She, I can't stop. The, I'm I'm still uh, wrapped up in they, trying to uh, head ripping that lady's skin off. I was just thinking of that. So just like just pulled up on these things and oh, they like yeah. burn her They're alive in the church. From the yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like I, don't, I just, vaguely remember that scene. I remember her having like vines and stuff going yeah, through her. Yeah, and something. and just the way it played out was so good. It's, it mm -hmm. wasn't like fakey and, and mm -hmm. cheesy. It was like her expression and the, everything the way they did it. Hmm. Perfect. I have a weird fixation on the nurses i am attracted to the nurses but i'm also terrified of the nurses <laughs> <laughs> and remember when we went to the the whorehound festival mm -hmm. how there there was there were a bunch of people dressed up as those nurses no do you remember the do you know what i'm talking about the silent hill nurses no so they're uh they they're like all bandaged up and so they're all they're in like sexy nurse outfits of course but their faces are all bandaged up and they they move on based on sound this is why I don't watch scary movies. It's for this exact reason. Mm. But you just scared me a little bit, and I think I'm gonna paint about it. You should paint me a sexy I do dead not nurse. Paint sexy things. I paint scary things because the scary things are. What yeah, but scary can be sexy. Don't, kink, I don't we, think, hey, we don't kink shame here on the Toon no, Junkies no, 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 podcast, no. Like, Lex. Scary and sexy don't really mix with me because I know what it feels like to be truly terrified of something. And mm -hmm. in those moments, I can't find anything attractive. I don't know. If I walked into a hallway and I saw that chick and she was doing that, 
nope, nope, <laughs> pew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I would be terrified, <laughs> but I think I'd also be a little bit aroused. I don't think Depends so. on what they're wearing, too, probably. I, I, mean, don't, I don't remember what they wore. Other I mean, than... they were just white outfits. A lot of them were uh, revealing, you know, with okay. cleavage and stuff. But they were also very dirty. So I don't, I think that would play a factor in like, if they were washed clean, then they're I think washed. I'd be more into it. But because they're dead and like kind of, you know, decaying. Is it that they're dead or that they're dirty? What's the. Because <laughs> it all just One or the other. Terrible. Which one is the worst? You know? I don't know. I don't know. Because if just, they're dirty, okay, that's a problem. But if you like them and they're dead, like, that's a completely different, it's like, are you into, like, necromancy and necrophilia? Necromancy and necrophilia are two different things. <laughs> but this is right. There's a good I, movie about that, too. I, I can't I can't confirm nor deny that I'm into necrophilia because I have never tried it, so I don't know. Okay. I um, say. Toon Junkies does not endorse necrophilia. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying you should go <laughs> rob the a grave and have sex with a dead body. Again, it is illegal. Do not do this. Yes. Don't have sex with a dead body. Look up the movie. Um, it. My name is Krista. It's something. My name Cr- is Krista. Krista? My, na- my name is Krista or I-, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's it's uh, that's in the title. Krista. Is in the title. What's it about? Necrophilia. It is about necrophilia. Yeah, it's about. Oh, God, this is going to get me put on a list. <laughs> Movies about necrophilia. <laughs> now look up, put Krista in there. Is it her name was Krista? Twenty twenty. He may be better yep. in a movie. Mm, her name was Krista. It's really like it's one of those movies that has like a first half that's one thing, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it like takes a fucking like hard left turn mm. and goes like somewhere totally different. I do enjoy Dark and yeah. Twisted. Yeah, I don't really enjoy Dark and Twisted sometimes because it just makes me like really sick. Did you ever see those movies like Nymphomaniac 1 or Nymphomaniac 2? Nah, sex makes me uncomfortable, so I try to avoid (laughs) it. And normally, like, I would would agree with that to an extent. Like, it kind of opened my eyes in regards to the different way that people feel things and what causes them to stop feeling things. Mm -hmm. But the ending was just so revolting to me after making it through two movies. I was like, okay, Uh. I can, my mind, I can wrap around this. The very last, like, 20 <laughs> seconds fucked it all up and I was just like no but that's the good thing about oh, it I feel so sick you know if it doesn't evoke that reaction mm-hmm. it's not doing its job well, got, it, it it's gotta get a reaction things and like consider other things and I was not lo- like the movie was not lost on me mm-hmm. but it was just the ending just that I, I can't even explain it you know like that feeling of like full metal and about Nina and Alexander. Nina and Alexander. I love that. Part. What happens after that? That's that initial sickness. Oh, when when you fur when you as soon as you realize that he he morphed them into and how each other. it's how because they obviously they wrote that part and played that part and orchestrated that part mm-hmm. so well that it had that reaction. But it was just that's such a pinnacle. Any person who's ever seen Full Metal, that is one of the number one pinnacle moments of how to know like how like full metal alchemist is an anime mm-hmm. and there's okay. this there's this, uh, there's this doctor who Early you, in you the mentioned show. homunculus mm-hmm. which is a, there's homunculus in this in this oh, anime really? okay. show where he they're trying to morph humans into these things well this guy's trying to get state funding and uh, he's running out because he's not making any progress. And well, he he meets the protagon- the main protagonists. Yes. They stay with him. They become friends with his family and all that stuff. And he's like a good doctor. He's 
doesn't come across as any bad guy at all. Nothing. No, no triggers anything. Nothing catches your attention. The main characters talk to him, and he says that he thinks he's making progress. They leave. They come back. But also... Also, he talks about how his wife had left and how, like, it's really sad. It makes uh, has an impact on their family. You're, try- you're giving him too much. I'm I only know. trying to give him the little <laughs> bit that he needs to know because I have a feeling he's not going to go home and watch Full Metal Alchemist. No, but I I'm want him to know the fact. I, I, I will if you watch. About. Her name was Krista. I mean, I'll watch it. I'll watch All right. it. I the part about it, the it. wife <laughs> is important, though, because it... It portrays this almost like victim position for this father character, right? Yeah. But that's you're you're trying to give too much story. We only have so much time. But I'm just trying I'm to give him the part. Okay, that, you're explaining it. Just tell the rest of the plot. Well, quit interrupting. Anyways, they the main characters leave. They come back. They say, "Hey, where's your daughter? Where's your dog?" It's like, "Oh, about that." And then this thing comes out of the shadows, <laughs> and it's a it's a dog. It's a dog. It looks a little different from the last time you saw it, uh. but it speaks now, and it says play with me ah. and you find out that the doctor fused the d- his daughter mm-hmm. with his dog mm-hmm. and then uh they die mm-hmm. wow yeah. and then that, that sounds nice it's yeah. awful it's fucking dark it's really dark and you realize that the first time he ever made a chimera was the was between it was the was the wife yeah it's, it's the heaviest scene in anime i've ever seen well, cool. i've ever watched yeah yeah it's, it's if it's got that like holy shit factor that mm-hmm. if it makes you if it hits you like a brick it's good, it's you that. know. I, I hate watching movies that just don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. That's so they're they're fucking predictable. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything that just like hits you in the gut. You mm-hmm. know, the movies I like the best just like are are the most fucked up because they're, you know, they they either like really freak you out or they mm-hmm. uh, they make you like think really. You know, mm-hmm. put you on it. the edge of your seat the whole movie. Yeah, I mean. It, I love horror movies a lot, but so many of them are just suck so bad. Yeah. Have you it's ever like, seen the movie Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal? From how how old? I think mm, I have. Maybe five years ago? I think I have, but I don't know. That's the most suspenseful movie I've ever watched. Okay. I do agree with you. Most movies are predictable. Yeah, horror movies yeah, it's, become a trope. And then every once in a while you'll see one that... It, Sometimes it's only one scene or mm-hmm. like two scenes, yeah, but it, like, it really, mm-hmm. if that hits you like in the, like hits you in the face, then, then it, it's good. It did I its job. Prisoners is from 2013. It's like all of the more popular mm-hmm. horror genre movies are just all so fucking lame. I know. I'm so over Mainstream it. and lame. Quit and remaking they, the same movie that's yeah. been around since 1984. You know, a hand reaches out of it real quick and then you jump and it's, ah, you know, it's like, oh, fuck that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm. You know what movies really scare me? I know we're getting really off the topic and we kind of just... What, <laughs> the movies that really freak me out are the home invasion movies. Yeah. Because there's nothing supernatural about them. They're just humans killing other humans, which yeah. happens every fucking day. Yeah, sometimes the, the more realistic stuff is, mm-hmm. is good like that because it's... And, and the more brutally like realistic it is, the mm-hmm. better too. Yeah. Those movies like almost conditioned me to be like, what's my game plan if something like that happens? Yeah. I keep yeah. shit in certain spots around the house in case I fucking need it. Yeah, and then I like movies too that are kind of boring for a while and then, then they have that scene that just like, <laughs> like it's a, like a left hook in your face. Yeah, just get you know, to Wolf yeah. Creek or something like that, you know, that was kind of like a, a boring kind of hills have eyes, hillbilly kind of mm-hmm. thing and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere, the, the the long range rifle shot, you know, it mm-hmm. takes the person's head off. You're like, whoa, where, where did that come from? And then it, there's a couple scenes after that 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 are just, you know, the guy uh, 
not killing himself properly, trying to trying to shoot himself in the head and he misses or whatever. Bro, he's, he's still alive and uh, you know just stuff that if, if you can if you squirm and you gotta like kind of you know look away and whatever that's mm-hmm. good. It's good. That's what it's supposed to be. That makes me think of the movie. Now a lot of people don't like this movie, but it's one of my favorite movies and it's Signs. Yeah, and like Shyamalan. Yeah, I was actually thinking the, M. Night the, too. the moment when there it's the the news from Mexico and the kid's like he's behind, it's behind, and then it like pans <laughs> and it fucking like Sasquatch walks yeah. across the the alleyway, bro. That shit scares me every time. I'm like, <gasps> there it is. Oh fuck! You know yeah. I get goosebumps every fucking time. You know I've seen why? that movie a hundred times. Why? Because at that exact moment is when you get the huge explosive like spiccato note in the orchestra going <laughs> pop. Yeah, so oh, if, you didn't have that, if you didn't have the sound. If you didn't sound, have that emphasis. I thought it was just because it's the yeah. first time you actually see the alien. But like, No, the thing it's, is you, it's punctuated by the, the sonics Absolutely. Part. And the thing yeah. is, like, you see passing things all the time. And, like, yes, there's all the hype of, like, there's a monster there. But, like, we've seen, like, you know, the, what did you just say he was? The... <sighs> The guy that runs around, Bigfoot, like oh, Sam Squanch. The Sasquatch is what, like, you see pictures and stuff of him, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't hit you and scare you as much as that moment did. And that's why I said the orchestra, like, that's what emphasizes how much, like, this is a scary moment right now. Mm. I think I I got really scared in that movie just because it took place around cornfields, and I (laughs) live in cornfields, and I was like, okay, so this could just happen at any moment. I like M. Night Shyamalan stuff too, I for the most his part. Stuff. I love yeah. When you were talking about like twists and turns, I was mm-hmm. thinking of The Village. Yeah. But the I Village, yeah. It. That's one of, literally one of my favorite, favorite films because James Newton Howard does the music for mm-hmm. that. And Hilary Hahn's one of the best violinists in the world, and she's the violinist that's playing in that score. But he really, he doesn't like the twist that comes in that movie, but I'm I so absolutely mad. adore it. I wanted a monster, and I got The oh, Village Idiot. Yeah. What but, a letdown. Yeah. And and I don't know, maybe it's just like how much the movie influenced me. I'm still afraid of the monsters. Like I understand what happens in the end, but how it was written and what they did, the monsters yeah. still scare me. It when was I a see good them. monster. Yeah. It's a great twist. I just I like monsters. I actually like the the grandparents one too. What was that called? Oh, that was actually yes. pretty cool. I didn't think I was gonna like it. Yes. I was like, now oh, this is gonna be kind of lame. I remember. I know what you're. But it was actually pretty cool. The grandparents one. They where the kids go to the grandparents' house to stay. Uh huh. And I'm, I shouldn't tell you probably because if you haven't seen it, isn't it M Night? Sh- yeah. Maybe it yeah. is. Maybe I have. seen It's it. called the visit. Yeah. Well, just tell me anyway. And it, uh, the, this the this basically the mom is is a busy you know working woman and she's not paying that close of attention. She's kind of estranged from her parents so she doesn't she's not real close to her parents and so she sends her kids to the parents house because she has some business things she has to Mm -hmm. do for a week and basically the kids get to the parents house but the parents aren't there they've been killed and replaced by escaped mental patients that are of about the same age it's a so, good movie. So and it sucks that he kids just told don't you know. about it. I mean, these okay. kids That's are really like great. 10 years old or whatever, mm-hmm. and they haven't seen their grandparents since they were real little, so they don't know that they're not their grandparents. Mm-hmm. So these like grandparents are, and it's done so well because it's like they do normal grandparent things that are kind of strange, but it's, then it they're just also gets deranged weirder. because yeah, of, yeah. you know how grand, you know old people mm-hmm. like, can border be borderline kind of weird. Yeah, and then you don't know if like they're just being weird because they're old or if they're actually mentally fucked right, up right, right. <laughs> and it turns out they're actually mentally fucked mm-hmm. up and they try to he, she tries to like put the kid in the oven you know and it's not like a thing where you're thinking that she 
maybe is trying to, you know, show the kid something. She's actually trying to put the kid in the oven and cook the kid, you yeah. know. And it's just, it's really good. But yeah. All right. Well, we, we should probably let, it's fucking two and a half hours, bro. Two and a half hours. You did it. Two and a half hours of a wow. long episode. And I barely talked about, like, myself or music or anything. That's what happens. That's what happens here is we get sidetracked. We end up talking about King Kong and... Yeah. Well, we could do a whole other a whole other one just on movies. Necrophilia. We could do a whole other <laughs> one on movies. We can avoid the necrophilia altogether. You know. I think it's interesting. I'm not saying I want to do it, but I think it's interesting that it's a thing that people have done. Well, Why? the movie I told you about is more of a mental yeah. aspect. Of it. mm-hmm. It's not like you know. It's more about well, you, can't, you just watch it. What was that movie that came out? Uh, Warm Bodies. Warm bodies. Mm-hmm. I was actually, was I briefly who's... thought about that when you brought that movie up. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking more like when it comes to necrophilia, like you release oxytocin when you have physical communication with somebody else. But to do that when they're dead, there's no social normality there. There's no cues. Are you just having like too much oxytocin that's released and that's why you have an issue with necrophilia? Like that's why you're necrophiliac? Like I think about the science behind it. Why? I don't know. But I, the whole f- necrophilia thing, I'm like, do you have to do that in your spare time? There's a lot of, <laughs> I mean, I don't do it in my spare time, okay? Very rarely, okay? <laughs> I am a busy man. No, it's weird. Like, Even you, during lockdown, you didn't have enough time. <laughs> Come on. You had plenty I, of time. I couldn't get to the dead bodies, okay? They were all under quarantine. But no, I, it's, it's cadaver w- metal. Cadaver oh, metal. Oh, maybe if, if conspiracy metal doesn't work. Well, when you well, think of it, cadavers are always on like those like metal tables. It's kind of probably that's how like, what cannibal corpses already though probably so yeah, that, I mean, that wouldn't work. Carrion Vale. I mean, they're not that, but their name is uh, Rotting Village. I didn't know I was supposed to bring a shirt. No, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed they're to. No, it's not, it's not a rule. It's just a gift. A lot well, of these are actually um, ours that we've gone to shows and uh, we just hung them up. And then like, we, I have some. I have some Dark Trilogy ones that if we're never going to play again. I mean, <laughs> never opposed well, to getting T-shirts yeah. and stuff because yeah. we do hang them up and we're moving to a bigger studio. Yeah. Like we have I've band shirts s- that were given to us. Yeah, I've got a stack here. I've got some at my house. She's got some at her house. Nick's still All got right. some. But I didn't want to hang up four and then have to take them down to add another one. I want to just be able to add a whole fucking string at once. So, cool. mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, yeah, we should fucking let this poor man go so we can stop talking about. Yeah. He's like, yeah, please let me go now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go home and watch Snowpiercer. Ooh, Snowpiercer. That's a great movie. Yeah. Um, so you plugged your stuff. People can find you and follow you. Um, yep. If you'd like to uh, find and follow us. Um, you can find us on all our social medias on Twitter, Toon Junkies Pod, on Instagram, Toon Junkies Podcast, on Facebook, Toon Junkies Podcast. Nick's not here, but you can follow him on Instagram at pulp.nickson. His Twitter is makedamronsure. Um, if you would like to reach me, you can leave me alone, but if you must be a part of my life, you can find me on Instagram at Chris and Kitty, and on TikTok, datboypit6. If you'd like to talk to Lex, she doesn't want to talk to you, so you're SOL. But you can commission her. Uh, you can have artwork commissioned by her through her Instagram at Women in Nature Art on Instagram and probably other things. I don't really know what she does in her spare time because, um, I don't know. I don't have spare time. All yeah. I do is paint and eat. She is a busy woman. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, is that is that every is that all is that all the stuff? Yes. Oh, um, be sure to like, follow, subscribe us, and all all your things on your socials, on your mm-hmm. uh, um, 
wherever you listen, make sure to rate, review, and share. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. If you if there's anything that we said wrong. Oh, which, yes, please. We absolutely love cetaceans. Accurate cetaceans. We're fucking shooting from the Except hip me. I did not say anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Do not at me. Uh, we have anything from the corrections department, feel free to email us at toonjunkiespodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know if you find any bands that are up and comers. Uh, maybe somebody wants to be featured on the show and you think they're really cool. We'll reach out to them. Uh, if you have a stupid first question that you'd like me to ask the guests, uh, just let us know and we'll I will embarrass myself for you or I'll have Nick do it. I'll probably have Nick do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, ha- we'll let Nick do it. He's, He's better, better at, at being it. the funny one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's all the, the stuff for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing we do here at the Toon Junkies podcast, we like to tell the listener what we've been listening to. I don't know what streaming service you ah. use, but we like to pull out our phones and be like, hey, this is who I've been binging lately. Mm-hmm. How much time you have because it's pretty vast. Oh, well, I don't need every single thing you've ever... Holy shit. Do you know that A Day to Remember album came out today? Yeah. It came out Friday, actually. Oh, well, I... Um, okay, so, um, I do want to... Because, okay, I haven't been listening to a whole lot of music lately because I've been painting so much, Mm -hmm. but there is this, uh, basically, it's like this three-hour video of horror sounds mm-hmm. that I've been listening to that I've just been playing on repeat for the past, I don't know, 100 hours. And Oh, look at that. I didn't even make the connection. It's called Necromancy, Creepy Ambient Music Mix, Horror Dark Well, sound looky themes. there. It's all coming back full circle. <laughs> Everybody's wow. going to be fucking dead people. What about you? What have you been listening to? Well, gee, Planet Vertigo was on here a lot. Planet Vertigo? Uh, I know those guys. Holy That's conspiracy cow, there, is metal, one right? band, there is one band I wanted to kind of just mention because it's so cool, because it's it's so different. Mm-hmm. And different isn't something you always like come across. Uh, the band is called Vigilus. Vigilus? And I want to say they're from Louisville or... I know it's some city that I go through all the time, and I, I want to say it's Louisville. Um... V-I-G-I-L-I-S. V-I-G-I-L-I-S. And it, what's cool is it's sort of progressive uh, music, but they're using a lot of acoustic sort of folk, traditional folk acoustic instruments in it. Like a so, well, I'm liking the artwork for like, their Beacon. Folk? It's EP. Beacon is the EP, yeah. Mm. And it's just, um, they're just using acoustic, like folk, themes that you, that I don't really hear in progressive rock or metal much. And that's kind of why I like that. Would you say that monster in the background looks like the the thing from the Upside Down from uh Stranger Things? Let me see. I I can't blow the it up. Yeah, the demigorgon. The flower the flower version? See it? See it in the background? Oh yeah. Like l- like, absolutely like yeah. in the first movie. Yeah. Or the first first movie the first season. season yeah. First season. Looks yeah, that definitely looks like the Demi Gorgon. Bitchin'. Vigilus. But Let us know if you they like have fucking... folk themes in their music. Well, yeah, it's um, because I I listen to a lot of folk, but it, it's some atmospheric stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's acoustic. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's like Neil Young folk right. music, oh, but it's yeah. like that sort of acoustic instrumentation thrown in there that you don't normally hear. And they'll, they'll use it like for the whole body of a song, not just like an intro or mm-hmm. whatever. They, they actually use it as, as it part of it. Like Americanized folk or like Irish folk? British hey, folk? Real quick. Because I'm not really a 
necessarily a folk fan. Okay. When I just sure. like that they infuse that in. Something different. When someone yeah. says Bay Area, what does that mean? They're from the Bay Area. Where? What is that? San Francisco. Is that San Francisco? I, yeah, I was about then to say by the water or something. That's where they're from? That's what, that's what their face says. I thought they were from Kentucky. Mm. Just kidding. What? <laughs> so, maybe that's... Maybe I just plugged the wrong band. <laughs> no, um, Kentucky, California, states. Well, uh, they're not even real. <laughs> Lines <laughs> says, "Oh, you're in this place now." No, it's. That's, I mean, that's no, all that's about a, nationalism. A good, right um, a good metal album is Gale Force. Gale Force. G A G A L E. Oh, and that is Family Force. Tracy G, who played with Dio in the '90s, and Octavision. 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 Not Activision. Nope. The, the, Activision. Okay. Octavision is a progressive metal supergroup and project which was formed in 2016 by the guitarist and principal songwriter. I'm sorry, dude. I'm going to fuck up your name. Hovac Alaverdian. Yeah. Havik Alaverdian. Why does that actually sound kind of... Oh, bass is Victor Wooten. Victor Wooten's on bass and Billy Sheehan, who I mentioned earlier, Locals, is on Jeff bass. Jeff Scott Soto, mm-hmm. drums, Roman Lom... Oh, God. Sorry, Roman. Um... Chris, what have you been listening to? Well, let me tell you. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Blue October lately. Oh, nice. And uh, some John Mayer, as always. Um, been There's one John Mayer song I like. What, what John? One. What? You, you what probably song? know what it is. Uh, it's the one everybody seems to like. I mean, I know all I know all of his songs. Which song uh, is it? What the hell is it called? Yeah, is it Vultures? Vultures? You is like Vultures? The, is that, nice. Is that, how's it going? Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Continuum. That's from Continuum. Continuum had that. He, I don't know what he was smoking, but it has um, Stan, uh, what's his name? Jordan is the drummer. Um, uh, Steve Jordan. Steve Jordan. Got it. <sighs> it wasn't Michael Jordan. I, knew it wasn't. <laughs> I won't let you down, John Mayer. I'll remember everybody that you partner with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to see them live. Steve Jordan. Oh, yeah, Powell, cool. yeah, they were great. Yeah. John Mayer Trio fucking slaps. They're we so didn't good. even talk about John Mayer's like, guitar style with you at all in your string player yeah i i wouldn't add a lot to it that's because nobody can compare i mean (laughs) okay he is one of the greatest Mm -hmm. of all time one i would i arguably i know my opinion is biased but i don't know anything about guitars people who do know anything about guitars also agree that man knows how to fucking play guitar Uh, he's he's a good guitar player i mean you don't just get invited to stevie ray vaughn's like induction to play Stevie Ray Vaughan if you're a fucking has-been on a guitar. Follow him All on right. TikTok. He hmm. breaks down his his songs. I'm not following anybody on TikTok. <laughs> well, you should. Maybe uh, you could find some more people to listen to that music that you say has a small window that people like. Yeah. This is actually true. He's probably got us on that one. Yeah. I just, I just think it's far too complicated. It's not. See, you're just technologically illiterate. That's this your problem. This is too, and I don't like having distractions. Anyways, um, yeah, so uh, that's what we've been listening to. Make sure you uh, check out <laughs> Clint Bailey. Planet Vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn you it, You just damn tickle it. yourself over well, messing it up each time. I know, because, I mean, it's funny. Clint Bailey. You can go back and edit it later. <laughs> Pajel. 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 Be sure to check out uh, Conspiracy Metal. And the and the cover I'm playing with, the artwork on the cover, it's there's an Omega symbol prominent in there. You want to get into the various lore and meanings of the just that 
that one symbol. Mm-hmm. You can you can read about that. Well, I had a question about the omega sign. Is that because okay. it's con- the conspiracies about because al- you're talking about how it's related to like an- intelligent life outside of well, Earth? Well, there's a lot of different things tied to that specific symbol, and that's kind of why I'm using it because there's so many different. I mean, you can you can pick whatever definition of it you want to go with. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like the fact that it, it it was something about in in one of the in one of the civilizations it was about starting starting something new god damn it what was it now it was perfect for for what was happening with it starting starting something new and uh the uh god damn the this a cyclical thing of of mm-hmm. starting anew that kind of a deal and that kind of played into what like i was Mayan doing calendar yeah that's kind of like reincarnation um probably I, I, there's so many different aspects and then there's like more conspiracy parts of it too there's right. more like crazy stuff that if you want to go that far into it but mm-hmm. the basics of it is that it was part of at different alphabets and and meant just basic different things in different civilizations mm. and um and some of it's crazy and some of it's just more basic and you incorporated you know. that for your music it's, because i just put that in i the o in in vertigo is, is that symbol mm. and then i decided to use that symbol as part of the artwork and because I like the blue oyster cult symbol, the way they use the, the uh, uh, umlaut, the chrome. The uh, no, the, their actual symbol. The it, it's an al- alchemy symbol, oh. sort of turned on its end and and modified a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, and that's on like everything they do. So, hell yeah! Well, duh, be sure to follow a planet Vertigo whenever. This COVID thing ends, and we can all go back to doing shows and living. And we'll need again. a drummer for live shows. If anybody oh, shit, hears go. this, that that can do some insane like prog metal stuff, uh, we'll be looking for somebody. Mm. Looking for a drummer, huh? I think we we pretty much got the guitar section figured out, and I'll be doing the bass or attempting it. And I know some drummers. That I are think if we it. have a, a drummer that's into doing crazy stuff like that. Oh yeah. Um, if there was one song you'd like to close out the episode with, what song would that be? Of our own? Preferably, own. yes. <laughs> um, the Fall of Conspiracy. Fall of Conspiracy? Yeah, let's do that. Would you like to tell me a little bit about me? Not me, but would you like to tell us and the listeners a little bit about this song? It was the first one that I put together for the project. Um, not a whole lot. To tell, I mean, it was the same. It was the the typical uh, format of how I do it. I start with drum patterns and mm-hmm. rhythms, and uh, put bass, and then put some uh, orchestration on it. And the guitars usually last, and that's how that went. Um, if I can get it slamming with just drums, bass, and some synths and or- orchestration, mm-hmm. then I know it's going to be a good one. Right. And this song, I actually knew before melodies went down, before guitars went down that it was going to be a good song. And I, I don't always do that. Usually it sort of blossoms into a good song. Mm-hmm. I knew like when the rhythm, like when I had my bass line down, I knew it was going to be a good song. Ooh, this and shit that, that slaps. Doesn't, that doesn't usually happen. And, mm-hmm. and it might not, you might not think it's a good song, so, so I better not say that. But, <laughs> um, if you think it's a good song, then then everything I just said applies. Did it almost feel like a relief when it actually was all out on the table? Like you had yeah, well, like a- no, it was like I knew it, I, I, and that's so uncommon. I don't mm-hmm. usually know that it's going to be a killer one. Usually, right. it ends up being a song I like a lot. Once Joe puts the melodies on it and we layer guitars, mm-hmm. it ends up being cool. But this one, it's like I knew it was going to be. And, he, and Joe even wrote me back after I sent him the 
initial mix. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, I like that. And if you know Joe, that never, those, those words aren't. never come out of his <laughs> mouth. Aren't. It's not common terminology. He doesn't, he hardly ever likes, sometimes if he writes something, he, he likes it. But mm-hmm. typically it's like, he'll, he'll say, oh, that's all right. Or that's cool. Or that works. Right. It, technically it works. Uh, you know, that he, works. That, uh. But this one, he goes, oh man, I like that. And I went, yeah, it, it's. You're goddamn it right. It just, the pieces fell together. I mean, and that doesn't, I mean, I'm getting to the point where I can, that happens a little more often than it used to, but mm-hmm. it's still not a very common thing for all the pieces to fall together. Right. Is it, do you think just maybe an, like a muscle that you need to exercise a little bit? Like now that you've been able to find it, you can do it more Yeah. I, maybe that I have a, a blueprint now, maybe, because mm-hmm. I've done the other songs with that sort of blueprint, um, in, in the order of which I did them. And, uh, yeah, I think it's it, that doing this one is going to make the rest of them a little easier. Hell Maybe yeah. not suck quite so bad. <laughs> Maybe so not suck. Put right, put it on his tombstone, folks. Yeah. Maybe might not suck on his so tomb bad. Hone? Tombstone? No, his tombstone. On yeah. his tombstone. I got a pee. All right, let's see if I can beat the GPS home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So please enjoy uh, the Fall of Conspiracy by Planet Vertigo. This has been a Tune Junkies podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm Lex, and I don't have anything dumb to say at the end. So, we're just going to sit here awkwardly in silence until I hit stop. A conspiracy theory is an explanation of an event or situation that invokes a conspiracy without warrant, generally when involving an illegal or harmful act carried out by government.
Nothing happens by accident.